Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to episode 52 of the X Button Gaming Podcast. In this episode, we have a fun episode planned out. We're going to talk about some of our favorite console launches, uh, video game console launches, if you needed some extra information there. And for this episode, I have two guests with me, uh, both, both returning guests. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm lisping really hard today. Um, good. But uh, on my right here, I don't, why do I do that? Anyway, <laughs> I got my friend Alex, the guy who helped me start the podcast. A wall is back in the house, yep. apartment. And then a uh, previous guest that was here with his brothers last time, but he's ro- rolling solo again. <laughs> the Darby is here, Rada Rada. Yes, sir. Rodney is <laughs> here helping too. So thanks for joining me, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Anything new since the last time you were on? Anything crazy in your lives? No beard. I have a beard. No beard, yeah. 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 It's I was a... mugged. <laughs> Wait, were you were mugged? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Wait. I was like, holy crap, it's you? <laughs> this is an episode I of Friends. I was a random person. <laughs> yeah. Reminds me of that episode of Friends where Ross finds out he was mugged by Phoebe <laughs> when he was a kid. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, all right, let's go ahead. Uh, before we get into the main topic, we'll get started by talking about what we've been playing, and we'll start off with Rodney. What have you been playing? Uh, <laughs> good question. Uh, Legend of Zelda, still cracking through. Oh, Tears know? of the Kingdom? Tears of the Kingdom, I know it's not your favorite, <laughs> but, you know. I'm not I'm not a hater. I just couldn't get into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. Uh, so I've been playing that. Um, so you, how far are you? I mean, like, I know it's one of those games where it's a hard answer question to answer, but like... Uh, finish the story and I'm just going through all the other stuff. Okay. So, and I think it's perfect. So <laughs> It's exactly what you want it to be? So, yeah. Everything I've dreamt of. <laughs> did you say it was your game of the year? For the game of the year? <laughs> I did, yeah. Okay. It was really tough because Armored Core 6 is... Uh, oh, that's right. You said both. Holy... Another level, man. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I know. I still have to play that. I felt bad when uh, I realized I forgot to mention it in, like, the big games that came out. I was like, well, once I think I read your comment first, and I was like, uh, Rodney and Joel are very disappointed in me. Yeah, when did it release? They, they probably shut off. You guys shut it off when you didn't hear that name. Yeah. Yeah. No, you guys just stopped listening at the same time. Yeah. I said it. <laughs> No, but yeah, so you're making your progress through it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of tough because then uh, the Super Mario RPG came out, so I've been playing that. Pretty fun as well. Yeah? How um, far are you into that? A couple hours. Um, I, like, not too far. I meant to... Uh, I can't remember what area it is, but it, it's like still kind of within the kind of tutorial okay. know, realm of, of, you know, play. Are you still flying solo as Mario right now? Or no, you have no. Mallow. I have like um, Genos. So oh, you have Geno too. Yeah. Okay. So you're pretty far in then. I, I mean, that's I mean, that's tutorial. not like yeah, that's past Is tutorial. That? Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, then yeah. I'd say you're <laughs> like an hour left. Pretty good. Uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I need to go back to my car. I, I, the switch is there. <laughs> I can finish it right now. Finish it. <laughs> Just hold on. Let me finish that before Stop we keep going. Stop it. <laughs> well, what have you thought about it so far? I, I still. So I it's know it's good, man. I haven't played the remake yet. I, okay. I'm going to, but I'm just behind on stuff. But I, I like all the. I mean, I don't know about the original, but the, I love the little art style. You know, the little cute little mm-hmm. Mario <laughs> characters. It's pretty fun. Yeah, um, they definitely kept kept the art style the same. Okay, okay. Uh, music is really good too. Oh yeah, music's um, fantastic. And then you can switch between both, like the new and the old. 
music. So I didn't know that. That's, That's cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the how do you feel about the like the humor in it and stuff? I always felt like the humor was on point in that game. It's actually pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then is a Gino, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy cool. I was like, yo, this guy's sick. Like, oh yeah. Jerry Bear is always talking about it, and I'm like, all right whatever yeah, i get he, it now he didn't make it in a smash <laughs> and then like i was like oh okay this guy's actually pretty great so apologies to jerry bear <laughs> for What's his real you. name jarrett jarrett oh okay i thought it was jar no you can call him jar <laughs> <laughs> i've changed your name jarrett sorry <laughs> call him jar jar sometimes yeah. oh man <laughs> not really sorry jarrett <laughs> I, I I may bring up Jar Jar Binks later if I remember it because I actually had something I wanted to mention about that. Okay, <laughs> it's funny it. that it might come up again in this episode. Great. Jar Jar um, always sneaking around. Twenty twenty four needs a yeah. new uh, new oh, reference. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's an old reference. <laughs> I, I still have that set on here. I haven't changed my presets. So. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, moving on, man. Please. <laughs> forgot that that was even there <laughs> until you guys went oh man that's funny apex all right alex please let's just am i next <laughs> oh, you've been playing apex too that was your transition oh, <laughs> oh man yeah i the they've been doing the final fantasy event oh yeah so i've been playing that pretty fun getting frustrated as heck with the stupid pull rates in that really game. okay oh. i don't spend a lot of money in these games <laughs> I don't. I try not to, but I told myself like I love Final Fantasy. I really enjoy Apex. I'm gonna like seeing how the packs run out. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna spend a little bit of money to try mm-hmm. to get the the skins. So I bought. I had enough V bucks saved up, or not V bucks. That's, that's Fortnite. <laughs> Apex coins saved up to buy like a four pack, which gets you a legend, a guaranteed legendary. Right. But four items guaranteed, basically. Yeah, I I got crap. The four oh. four um, <laughs> uh, banner. What do they call them? The the banners. The background like frames oh, right. for the characters and uh, three yeah. frames and a uh, the car skin which is probably the lamest <laughs> of I was like what is this so then Man. I was like all right I'm gonna spend twenty bucks oh, plus I had a bunch of the material saved up too so I, I was able to get like eight packs okay. got nothing no, oh. didn't pull one skin didn't only pulled one the one legendary and was like oh, why am I gonna do this so I, of course I spent twenty bucks thinking like all right that's that'll get me four packs another guaranteed legendary. At this point, Kel's already pulled only four his four or five packs and pulled two skins, and and I'm like, all right, I got odds have to be in my favor now. I'm gonna, I I've now pulled like you know six or eight. I'm up, I'm up to eight of like the crappy items off the board, right? So now out of the thirty items total, like my odds have gone up. Like I have to get a pack in these next. Or get a skin in these next four packs. Yeah, sure enough, no, I didn't. Oh. I got another weapon skin as my my legendary item. And I was like, this, and it was the lamest one. The Sentinel skin, it's terrible. Oh, I don't even bad. know what it's a reference to, other than the fact that it has materia on it. Like, yeah. I have played Final Fantasy VII. I don't know what they're trying to reference with the Sentinel skin. And, and then, yeah, but then, and, and then I swore it off. I was like, I'm never putting another dollar on Apex ever again. And then last night, this is why, you know, the episode of. How I Met Your Mother, like you don't do things after like one in the morning, yeah. like uh-huh. you just make Nothing bad decisions. Good happens after two or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was yeah. A, sure enough. It was after two. I'm sitting there, like I'm like I should go to bed, <laughs> and I'm like, but they you, they give you a free pack every week with uh-huh. this event on Apex. I'm uh-huh. like I'm gonna go open my free pack. Sure enough, I got nothing. But I was like, 
I'm just going to spend $20 and see if I can get So I finally got a skin. Oh, nice. I got the Valk skin, so I I can stop complaining now. But I was pretty upset. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I've pulled 17 packs total, I think. Wow. Was it 17? Whatever. It's a lot. And I was just like, this is 15 packs maybe? It's something like that. But but the event's fun. (laughs) Event is fun, yeah. I like what. And the only problem is, like, you have to have a, a Buster Sword on your team. Because yeah. otherwise, everybody just like hits you three times and you're down. It's it's a bit frustrating. So yeah. for context, Alex and anybody else listening, it, it Apex Legends obviously I forgot he doesn't play. <laughs> it's it's a battle royale um, shooter type game, and but for the Final Fantasy event, they've made it where the Buster Sword is like a top tier weapon that draws just drops randomly throughout the map. Mm-hmm. So like people will all bum rush and try to get it. And it's so OP because you can block with it and it blocks like 90% of the damage that's incoming. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And uh, you can lunge with it so you can end up on an, a person before they even have time to move. And each hit does like 40 damage, I think, which is a lot of damage yeah. in this game. It's broken. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is fun when you get it and you're the one just <laughs> <laughs> destroying. Hitting everyone. Yeah. But you only get it like one each one round. You, you there's enough out there that I mean you don't get to you, keep you it. can only get if you're lucky you can only get one on drop but okay. there are times where like later in the game and teams are going down and they're dropping them you can each end up having one on your team and then okay. just go be cheesy and <laughs> I, I think Rodney and I and Keldrick did that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was the only way to win <laughs> <laughs> but then they also added material to the game that attaches to the weapons and adds like little extra effects like one is the mascot for the series is a little like Loch Ness monster called Nessie. Okay. And one of them is it, if you have that materia, it summons one that like follows you around and will attack people. And it's honestly like borderline nightmare fuel because sometimes <laughs> you're, you're like wandering around, there's nobody around and all of a sudden you just hear its little squeak noise that yeah, it makes. Yeah. And you're like, what the heck? Where, there's a, where's this thing at? And you open the, and then it starts breaking down the door. Yeah. And, and you're like, what is happening? And there's three of them and they're all shooting at oh, you. Oh yeah. Like, there's yeah. one time where I got killed by nothing but Nessies. I could not get them out. I could not kill them fast enough. Oh man. Nothing but, but Nessies. That's the name of your next album. Yeah. Dropping my, my sick rap album. Yeah, yeah. Nothing but Nessies by Crispy Chris. <laughs> uh, yeah, but fun event fun overall. Event. Yeah, they yeah. didn't totally screw up, other than everything's too expensive for the normal. I mean, I think you can get a like the actual Buster Sword as a melee item instead of just like punching, you know, um, when you drop. And I think it's like three hundred and sixty bucks. Yeah, because yeah. you have to buy everything in the store, and then it'll unlock. And it's like that's insane. <laughs> yeah, their that's pricing crazy. methods are not good. <clears throat> I mean, who's going to spend three hundred dollars for that? Well, a lot of people, well, yeah. or else they'd stop, or else they'd re- redo their business model. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, it works. It works. But I spent forty bucks, and I feel like I feel a little gross. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. So that's it for what you've been playing. Yeah, pretty much. All right, Alex, what have you been playing? Same as Rodney, minus two games. <laughs> so, so just, just, Apex? just tier- <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was sitting here smiling, and I'm, I'm a pro. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even know. Oh, man. He's on the esports team. <laughs> he won't bring himself to play with us because we're so pathetic. I Apex yeah. all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> this, this podcast just got a not safe for work rating. Thing, so. <laughs> But no, just Tears of the Kingdom. That's all I feel like I have time for. But I'm not even as far as 
as Rodney. I haven't finished the story wow. yet. I'm just stuck on. I just love the costumes that you know the the armor that you can unlock mm-hmm. or find. So I like the uh, that exploration part of it. But yeah, speaking for the the tr- the crew that tried to uh, s- uh, sway your opinion, <laughs> <laughs> I, I get the whole like not not being it's not being not open to open worlds, but just um, overwhelmed. Because I get I get that too. I, yeah. I get the I get the idea, but I'm welcoming it. <laughs> it's like a nice punishment. Yeah, <laughs> I like this. The pain hurts. <laughs> it hurts so good. Yeah, I, I it's just the realization I finally have come to is I think that open world games are just not my favorite type of game. But so many of them are mm-hmm. nowadays, and yeah. there's so many that I want to play that I tend to be able to stomach like one a year. Yep. Um, and even at that, like. Spider-Man 2 I'm still struggling to get through because I'm just not feeling like well and it, you know what part of it is though is I, the completionist in me can't stop himself from mm-hmm. going after all the side stuff and that's uh, yeah uh-huh. so it's and it's like it's my own you know whatever you want to call it but last year I played a couple you know Jedi Survivor is basically a open world game mm-hmm. and Final Fantasy 16 is basically an open world game they're both really big yeah and they just came they came out on either side of Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> so, one day I will play it, though. You will? I think. I mean, I think the difference between Tears of the Kingdom and, like, some of these other open world games is, like, some of them are open world, but there's not really stuff to do in them, you know? I mean, I don't want to call anybody out, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, anybody who, you know, knows what games I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Because some of these games, like, they're like, oh, it's open world, you can do whatever you want. And it's, like, so boring, and there's nothing to actually do. Like, Tears of the Kingdom, there's so many different and unique side quests and stuff, you know? So, I don't know. Yeah, like, you can play true. the story, or you can, like, go off and do all this random stuff. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> Alex just never actually <laughs> complete the game. <laughs> that's, that's the problem, Rodney. Oh, okay. Gotcha, <laughs> yep. gotcha, gotcha. Because there's yeah. too much to do. Gotcha, and there's gotcha. too many games you want to play. Yeah, it's true, like... True, true. And I, and I love Zelda, but I have never... I don't think I'd ever have said, like, oh, yeah, I'm top-tier Zelda fan. Like, mm-hmm. I do. I love Zelda, but I've always... I do like the linearness of, you know, most Zeldas. So the open world is just a bit more of a struggle for me, mm-hmm. personally. But... I don't know, like, well, that's why I never, I could never do Skyrim either. Like, I tried, and it's just, there's too much. There's, mm-hmm. like, uh, and I know people love it, and I'm all, I, I have more power to them. Like, I love that it's a game that people are still playing 10 plus years later now, but I just, once I see, like, I can go there, there, every, like, mm-hmm. every place is a possibility. <laughs> yeah. And in each place, there's a billion different places, which is why I also struggle with MMOs. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I, I think I need a little bit of structure sometimes. If you've fair. ever seen me work, I need a little bit of structure sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I guess so. It, it's just like I don't know when it when it comes to I don't I don't want to like dwell on this too much. We're not trying to com- convince you or anything, but there's a, a lot of replayability with Tears of the Kingdom. So like I can put it down or I can finish it, but I can come back because there's always maybe something I missed or something, you know? Yeah. So. No, that's honestly kind of like the perfect game in a lot of ways when there's that much replayability to it. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, I liked Breath of the Wild a lot. And I, what I played of Tears of the Kingdom, because I played about 15 hours, I could tell that it's better than Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, like, without a doubt. But I just, 
wasn't feeling it at that moment. Like you couldn't invest yourself into it. Yeah. I was like, and Mm -hmm. I think like Final Fantasy 16 was coming out and like, I am a hundred percent a bigger Final Fantasy fan than I am a a Zelda fan. Mm -hmm. So I was more excited for that. And even 16, there was a period of time in the middle where I was like, okay, I just want like the story. (laughs) I just want to move on with the story. I don't want all this exploration right now. But I, I know that's just me, and like, there's a reason so many games are moving to a slightly more or even much more open world type setting. That's because it's popular, and that's not a bad thing. You know, I, sometimes it sometimes it clicks easier than others. Like I said, like Jedi Jedi Survivor. I think Star Wars in general is something I would probably always have an easy time exploring in. Mm-hmm. Like even like Ghost of Tsushima was very like the way it was able to explore just felt very. Mm-hmm. right i don't mm-hmm. know i can't explain Maybe it a little but more it's a cohesive? game by game basis yeah, yeah probably also it's very invested in the story in mm-hmm. both those games yeah so that i think that makes a huge difference yeah so. i haven't played survivor but with um what's the first one called uh, fallen order <clears throat> fallen order it is structured a lot more like we have to go here to do this <clears throat> oh my gosh we have to go here to do this you know, we'll travel there, and then yeah. you ex- kind of explore that world. Okay, now we have to go over here, and then you do that. Yeah. So I, I get where you're what you're saying with that, because like with Zelda, it's like, you know, you're a Jedi, you go off and <laughs> do everything, do what you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I get that. Yeah, and it's I yeah no, I have mad respect. The game is like fantastic, and the fact that it looks as good as it does on the Switch is also like quite impressive yeah. to me there's a lot of love put in that game and there are things that i'm really like interested in like i keep hearing more people talk now about all the references to the other zelda games that you can find and mm-hmm. mm. in the what are they it's not the dark world but like the underground or whatever they call it yeah, yeah. The, depths, um, yeah. the depths and i think that's really cool and like those are the kinds of things that make me want to go back to it so i know i will eventually mm-hmm. um and maybe this as of right now there's not a lot on this slate this year so mm-hmm. like it might be an easier year to to go back to that I mean, I at the time when it when it launched, I didn't have any other games to play, so <laughs> I went really hard and just you know put in 180 hours or whatever. So yeah, you know. Uh, but for you, there was you know Final Fantasy 16, so uh, it kind of makes sense why it would be like okay, <laughs> that was fun, <laughs> and then move on. But you know, for me, I was just like I'm going in, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. Well, I'm glad you guys are both enjoying it. It's kind of convenient that you were both here to talk about it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Share each other's experiences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> both reach for each other <laughs> we're too similar and i think that's a problem <laughs> yeah this Wait, is not gonna go well I sit between you guys <laughs> oh man so as far as what i've been playing i uh, other than apex um mm-hmm. i haven't been playing too much I've been pretty busy the last couple weeks so in my downtime i've been basically just playing pressure washing simulator <laughs> nice you're still playing that game i play that game so I, was, I've only I heard good things about it uh, okay it's it's a speci- it's a very oh no it's specific it, like the story is f- fantastic dude, I've so heard. good so good literally I just played a level where I went to go pressure wash an RV and then as I got close to it, it turned into a spaceship no way <laughs> wow. like, it was like a it was like a you know what are those called a projection was making the spaceship look like an RV and then mm. I had to pressure wash the spaceship <laughs> can you believe it is that true <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's really cool <laughs> not even joking what game is this um, so yeah when. <laughs> You and I talked, maybe it was one, you you guys were on the podcast, I think yeah. I was playing it back then, mm-hmm. but I'd only played like a few levels and it was just doing it when, like, like when I had, because it was on my Xbox, so it was just like really random times. Well, when uh, it came to PlayStation, I've actually been playing through it and like doing all of the levels. Okay. I'm on the last uh, level now, so wow. I'm almost done with the mm-hmm. game. 
But it is like, man, the other night, it was Friday night, I think, we came home and Jasmine went to bed and I was like, it was like midnight. And I was like, I don't know, like nobody's on, like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll just play pressure washing simulator for a little <laughs> bit and go to bed. And I don't... <laughs> Ten I, hours later. I can't even explain it, but I feel like... I, and the weird thing was, I didn't ha- I didn't put my headphones on. Mm. I didn't have music on. I was sitting in a <laughs> dead quiet room playing pressure washing You're simulator. Insane. And I looked at my phone and I was like, oh, it's four o'clock. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, I need to go to bed. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I dude. don't know, man. Like, it is... So, like, I think cathartic is the right word. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yep. just like, you just, it, like, I find it like, well, <laughs> I'll be doing it sometimes. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to finish this wall and then I'll take a break. But I'm like, I don't want to get that to you. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know. Like, I, and, but to be fair, I do kind of enjoy pressure washing in real oh, life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Who doesn't? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure somebody, but it, I knew what they were doing and it, it's, I don't know. It's something else. Like, I've, Really enjoyed it. It will probably be my, like, be up there with Tony Hawk as far as, like, those games. Like, when I can't, when I just am feeling like I just kind of want to, like, zone out and just play something, but I don't know what. Mm -hmm. It'll probably be one of those types of games. That's what Tony Hawk has been for me for years is, like, (laughs) I just want to zone out. I'll play a couple levels. Yep, I thought you were going to say it's, like, therapeutic. Like, <laughs> there's Pressure Washer, and then there's Tony Hawk. <laughs> I mean, Both very chill games. <laughs> they're very di- well, Tony Hawk is chill to me, like, in that same sense. Because it's just like, you, you, I mean... You're skating around. You're yeah. just skating around. That's you're true. listening to That's music. True. You're just, you know, achieving goals. and It's more the soundtrack that gets me the ska, you know, yeah. <laughs> rock kind of thing. That ska, rap, Trying to rock, hype you yeah. up, and you're mm-hmm. like, you're trying to chill. But, yeah, well, I mean, true. when I'm, like, trying to, like zone out i listen to like lincoln park and and eminem so like my brain's not wired like normal people (laughs) (laughs) fair fair if people didn't know that already but the only only other thing i've kind of been playing is on my analog pocket i've been messing around with pokemon but um the other day i went to collector's haven so the store over in um port orchard that west was on the show uh, you know a few Mm -hmm. episodes back now Um, we went there and he had a dollar section and, you know, dollar sections usually mean, you know, we fit and old sports titles, but this was a dollar section with some like, you know, nothing crazy that's in the dollar section because it's still not expensive, Mm. but still a bunch of stuff where I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. I didn't even know I wanted this. I'll take that. (laughs) But one of the games was a Bomberman Max Blue Generations, I think is what it's called. It's a Game Boy Color game. Um, so I was like, dollar, heck yeah, <laughs> on Bomberman. <laughs> yeah. So I started playing that um, like a kid in the car because I was with, you know, <laughs> I was with Jaden and James and Ben, and I was like, I'll pop it in, see it, and it's like a like level based Bomberman game. So instead of you know, you're not just mm-hmm. doing the verses, you're actually like have objections, objectives, oh. and stuff. <laughs> Objection. <And> objections. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty fun. I haven't made it very far, but for a dollar, I'm like, this is a steal. It's a really cool game, wow. and it had a red version too, so you can like, oh yeah, you can do something they were you know it was, it was right in that pokemon yeah. hype you uh-huh, know yeah. everybody did that for a while yep. but um but yeah but i haven't made it too far in that but it was a cool game and a great dollar pickup so hmm. nice all right but that kind of sums up what we've been playing so not been playing a lot but we still talked about it for a while yeah um but let's go ahead and get into the the main topic um so what we were going to talk about today is console launches um, not every console launch, not necessarily the most important console launches, nope. uh, nothing like that. It was just, <laughs> we were talking and, you know, everything points to this possibly being 
the year that the Switch 2 comes out, whatever you want to call it, the the next Nintendo console. Um, but mm-hmm. things have been pointing that way for years. So, you know, maybe this episode won't um, age well in this. This line <laughs> might not age well this time next year. But it, it, seven years in, it seems like it's about time. Um, but just, you know. Do you have a, a perspective uh, name title for this new Switch? Switch 2. Switch Ooh, I like it. Uh, switch you. Switch, switch, uh, switch flip. We'll switch you too. <laughs> switch flip. Uh, switch grind. Um, oh yeah. Anybody else? Switch ride. Switch ride. <laughs> switch the, HD. The new Nintendo Switch. Okay. Well, it's kind of boring. <laughs> well, it's like the new 3DS. Yeah. 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 I I don't. I mean, who knows? Like with Nintendo, I'm sure they're going to throw us a curveball. Like mm-hmm. everybody thinks it'll just be an update upgrade to the switch. And I do think that would be the most logical thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have given up on trying to assume Nintendo will do whatever the logical thing is, but I'll always yeah. like it. That's, you know, whatever they do is besides the point. I'm sure I'll like it. True. Um, yeah. But yeah, that being said, we kind of, we're talking about how this might be the year. And then it made us talk, think about like some of our favorite console launches from years past and we decided that we were going to talk, sit down today and talk about our personal favorite console launches. So once again, these are just ones that have meaning to us personally. They are, um, we're not here to talk about the specs of the console. We're not necessarily talking about like the whole lifespan of the console, just kind of that launch period and some of the things we were hyped for. We will talk about the launch games, maybe how well the system did and if it lived up to the hype, but kind of a synopsis of the 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 console life but mostly about the hype building up to it um so i'm going to start out because we're going to do this by timeline of release of console and i for me the earliest console that i had memory of kind of the the launch coming up to it was the nintendo 64 so it came out in 1996 which put which put me at about nine years old when it came out um so i was right in the age where like i mean I grew. I loved Nintendo since I was wee little lad. So, it's too young to remember. Obviously, I was by the time I was born, the NES was already out. Way too young to remember the SNES. But like, the idea of the 64 coming out was huge to me. And like, you'd see in Nintendo Power. Um, you know, this was before we all had internet in mm-hmm. our houses. Yep. So like, I'd see it only in Nintendo Power, and like, I think those mail-in VHS tapes. I think I remember watching one with James about about it but um specifically nintendo 64 or sorry nintendo power and like looking at the screen caps for yep. mario 64 and <laughs> even mario kart and we like, didn't have video like you had the vhs tapes but we didn't have like ways to watch what it was going to be like we got mm. like cards like, like these like mario like holographic cards that was like oh man this game is going to be so cool <laughs> look at the cards <laughs> all day long <laughs> in <got> 3d <laughs> And what's crazy to me, too, is, like, I remember the hype of being, like, this is so exciting. This new console's coming mm-hmm. out. And look how good it looks in the picture. Yeah. But even, like, until you played it, like, I don't think it really, especially at that age, 9, 10, 11, let's, you know, at the oldest most of, like, yeah. like you and I were. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we could comprehend what it actually was going to be yeah. to us. So... I know the hype for most people was the fact that you were going to get... Uh, it, this was the first real co- home console with 3D games. And, like, the 3D gameplay with the analog stick. You know, mm-hmm. like, obviously PC had kind of 
played around in the 3D realms a little bit. Oh, yeah. But, uh, 3D realms. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Doom <laughs> Very good. Um, but I think, this, I think the 64 was still kind of the first console to really take it and run with it. Yeah. Um, even though the the it came out after the PlayStation 1, I believe, but the PlayStation 1 hadn't started... Hadn't, didn't have too much of it yet. It was, it was still the PlayStation was also still trying to come off the ground. And fact check me on that, Alex. Um, I will no. Um, <laughs> but it was still trying to come off the ground, so they still didn't their launch titles. I don't remember what they were, but they hadn't. Crash Bandicoot came out in '97, I think. So mm-hmm. like their bigger 3D game, which still was very linear in its movement, um, you know, wasn't even out by the time '64 came out. Right. Right. So I remember, I mean, obviously this isn't as easy to recall as like the more recent consoles and I wasn't able to be a part of the launch hype, you know, other than just being excited for it. Yeah. Um, but I do remember when I was, a, you know, um, when I was a kid, I didn't get one at launch, but, uh, my friend James, um, Jimmy frequent co-host on here. He, his dad got them one on launch, and uh, I remember going over there. I remember him calling me um, as, you know, little kids. He called me, and, was, you know, my dad got a 64, and we're like, whoa! And then I think, <laughs> I don't remember if I went there that night, but I think I did, knowing his, their dad and how excited I was. Like, I think I went there, like, right away, and nice. just, like, the uh, they got, because the console only launched with two games, <laughs> Mario 64 and Pilot Wings, mm-hmm. and they got both of them and i don't remember playing pilot wings at all <laughs> like, <laughs> what a great game <laughs> yeah. i mean like I, you're i have played it since but that mm. night we sure didn't mario 64 was just so awe-inspiring mm. like you I, didn't need anything else for yeah. a long time it seemed like and and i and i'm going out of my own order a little bit by mentioning it like that but that was one thing i was going to mention like most consoles launch with like 5 10 15 games mm-hmm. on average but mm-hmm. nowadays they also have a digital you know storefront that launches with some games um and that's usually considered you know like people are like ah there's nothing to play mm-hmm. um you know and they, they might have like the one or two somewhat killer items maybe one really killer title but the 64, to my knowledge, it's probably the only console that's launched with so few games that mm-hmm. it probably didn't even need a second game and would have been <laughs> it would have been just as good. Just the rock solid seller. Yeah. yeah, Mario 64. I mean, like I still have a lot of fondness for that game. Period. Like I think it. I think it holds up too. Like yeah. playing on the 64 mm-hmm. or play it on the remaster on the all, 3D All Stars on the Switch. I think it holds up. But that game was just something else and it's it's one of those things that you cannot express to somebody who wasn't there to mm-hmm. to to experience it firsthand but man my little nine-year-old brain <laughs> was just blown by seeing that jump from super mario world earthbound even mario rpg which i think i'd played at that point well they were nothing in comparison to what i was experiencing mm-hmm. <laughs> on the nintendo 64 yeah not to mention too like this was the first home console that was four player too. So that was a pretty big deal. And even though it didn't launch with a four player game, Mario Kart came out not long after. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think everybody played Mario Kart 64. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, the hype was big. The launch titles were, there weren't, whereas there might not have been many of them. Uh, you couldn't ask for a better launch title, a better system seller. Uh, one of the most iconic games of all time than Mario 64. But then that leads to the question of, did it live up to the hype? And, I mean, I think it's kind of yes and no. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I think it, they're looking 
back on the 64 now, you can look at its library and realize that there may people may have fondness for certain games outside mm-hmm. of the well-known ones, but the majority of games that came out for it weren't all that great. They were trying to be 3D and they didn't really get it down yet. That's obviously excluding the Rare titles. Rare knew what they were doing. Yeah. Nintendo knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, LucasArts knew what they were doing um, yep. with yep. the console. And there were some other exceptions outside of that. But then you have you know some of the stinkers like Clay Fighter, which could have been <laughs> great but wasn't, and you know plenty of other ones. And not to mention the fact that I don't think... I, I mean, obviously, Nintendo under... Uh, What's the word? underestimated Sony um, because the PlayStation ended up being their biggest competitor and you know still one of their biggest competitors to this day. Yeah, uh, the 64 only sold, which this number to me is still shocking. It only sold just shy of 33 million consoles. Really? Yeah. Wow. But the the PlayStation One it's... sold 102 and a half million. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and it's it's one of those things. I, as I've gotten older, like. I as a kid I always thought the 64 was just it. You know, like I got a PlayStation mm-hmm. later and I loved the PlayStation obviously, especially for RPGs. But the to me the 64 was the con- that was the console that in my head everybody had and everybody liked. <laughs> yeah. But to go back to Jar Jar Binks, it was just like episode one <laughs> was for me. Because as I got older... What an awful segue. <laughs> I'm getting there. As a kid, as a kid, I didn't realize people didn't like episode one. Oh, I loved okay. episode I knew people mm-hmm. didn't like Jar Jar Fair. Binks, mm-hmm. but I, I thought that was it. Like, mm-hmm. I thought ever I was like, episode one's a great movie. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, that movie came out when I was 11, I think, and... Mm. I loved episode one. I want to say it was like four or five years before I realized that people don't like episode one. Right. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. And I I remember being so confused. Like, it's to me, and I still, to me, it's a great movie. I don't care what people say, but I can see the flaws in it, sure, now Mm -hmm. as an adult, but that doesn't matter. Mm Mm-hmm. And the 64 was kind of that. It happened a lot later even, but there was a period of time where I realized, like, oh, the council actually didn't do that well. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, a lot of people had it, but the people that had it had Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, GoldenEye. You know, like, yeah. that uh-huh. was the con- They don't have as much fondness for the console overall because that was all they played. Maybe Smash Brothers, maybe Banjo-Kazooie, but mm-hmm, for the yeah. most part, it stayed in that very small box. Whereas the PS1 did not have that problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's um, true. It had a very wide range of games that people played on it. Yeah. yeah. The 64 games, though, were looked more, it just seemed more colorful. Or I don't know what it was. Like texture wise, was more colorful. The PS1 always, I always this, have this image in my head of it being like grainy. Like all the games being very grainy looking. I don't know if that's just my brain. I see what you mean, <laughs> though. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just, head. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I think, uh, just how they were you know developed presented, how, presented yeah. uh, not or you know how the graphic system worked but i mean and, yeah 64 was not was just a a stepping stone oh like, yeah because they definitely needed um, to work on that what is it like uh metal gear solid and mm-hmm. all those games yeah it has that kind of darker kind of green yeah and then yeah like you said like mario 64 it's like sharp line you yep know, bright uh-huh. green and yeah, yeah. so yep. i mean that's immediately what i thought of yep. yeah yeah and I mean, it's not like either console has aged the most great gracefully, but you know, no. they, they both have plenty of games on them that you can still go back and play and enjoy thoroughly, mm-hmm. even if they might not look the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think in a lot of ways, the 64 has more of those. Like, I feel like I could give 
a a kid that maybe has grown up with modern consoles a 64 controller and the fact that he'd be like what the heck is this <laughs> how do i hold um, this <laughs> yeah like i think if he i think most kids could probably still appreciate mario 64 mario kart 64 um i don't think they'd care yeah that's what know? i'm saying like yeah. i think that it would just be kind of like graphics, oh cool yeah. yeah yeah i don't i i think that there might be a little more struggle with the playstation like even yeah. games mm-hmm. like metal gear solid i've tried to play more recently and the controls are yeah i don't remember them being so horrendous <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I, spyro yeah so like oh, crash yeah. Band, the old crash uh-huh. bandicoot yeah. games um because sony didn't do the dual shock until 98 mm-hmm. i want to say mm-hmm. when ape escape came out yeah. so like mm. the you don't realize it but the playstation was great but the 64 though the analog stick was a was a game changer literally mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i don't like that term i think it's overused but in that case it was yeah. it, i mean obviously sony felt the need to copy it <laughs> so and poor uh, sega with the saturn came out before it so they didn't even know it existed <laughs> yeah and uh, wish they would have though because i love the saturn but it's sometimes i'm like why well, want an analog stick <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah, overall, I feel like my nostalgia for the 64 is still one of the highest. I'll never forget that hype going into it. I can't deny that it probably... I think there's a lot of nostalgia for a lot of people who grew up with the console. Um, but I don't believe it lived up to its hype necessarily. And once again, that comes down to... A, I think probably the main thing it comes down to is the cartridges. The fact that it was a cartridge-based system. Yeah. They lost a lot of third-party support. Uh, the most notable being Square Enix, who was a big supporter on the P- Super Nintendo, jumped ship to PlayStation because they were like, well, discs are easier. We can make our <laughs> giant yeah. Final Fantasy VII that we want to make. And, on four uh, discs. On four discs <laughs> and not have to worry. Can you imagine how many cartridges that would have been? Dude, although I will say this. I've, I've talked about this story before, though, and that's Resident Evil 2. Is to me one of the like craziest things that I've never played it on 64 or even PS1 for that matter, but it's the fact that they got this game to work on 64 because that game was a two disc game with two complete stories that, um, with huge environments, huge soundtrack, a hu- everything was huge. And the development team was so determined to get that game on 64 <laughs> that they did. And wow. it's a good port. Other, the only, the only thing that was compromised was the music uh-huh. because they could not get. You know, obviously uh-huh. something had to go, mm-hmm. but that to me is one of the most like like phenomenal success stories. They like got it on one cartridge, they got it on one cartridge, wow. a two disc game. Crazy. They <laughs> they and they they only like I said, this was what I've read, but I assume it's true. The only sacrifice that they had to make was to the music, hmm. and like that shows that when somebody wanted to do something, they could probably still do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, but, have you seen the like the the portal on sixty four? No, I've seen I've seen screens of it. I haven't watched like if there's yeah. a playthrough of it, but they they make it to look like it runs on a 64, right? Or did they make a cartridge? I think they actually have, have are trying to make it so it runs on can run on hardware. Dude, that wow. that's cool. I actually we've seen a huge renaissance in um Super Nintendo style like mm-hmm. eight and sixteen bit graphics. It would be cool to see a renaissance of like a 64 bit type. There's graphics. a there's a PS1 renaissance um yeah. in, in the indie scene at least um with. I guess maybe like more like PS1 horror kind of thing. Yeah, but, I've seen that. And there yeah. was that Frogun game that looks just like a PS1. I haven't played it, but it looks like a PS1 game. Yeah, so um, definitely there's nostalgia there for that for the that look. I, I remember talking to the, I think Sean Velasco, the one of the Shovel Knight devs at PAX, probably in 2018. And he was talking about like, ah, once we're done with Shovel Knight, like we, or once we're done with Treasure Trove and like this series, mm-hmm. like we want to 
keep going. We want to do like a super shovel night and a shovel night 64. <laughs> yeah. And I've always thought like that would be so cool. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah. the, you know, going back to that style of like 64 style graphics, but with the capabilities that we have today, being able yeah. to add more to the environments. Cause when you go back and play like Banjo Kazooie, it is, there's not a lot. It's kind of open. Yeah. Um, still very vibrant in the music. Mm hmm. But, um, yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah. 64 was my first my first real foray in launches and not didn't get to be a part of it as far as being at the store and picking it up but I'll never forget that and my first time playing it was yeah probably for, will forever sit in my mind as one of my favorite gaming memories so Alex we're moving on to you with your yeah speaking first of living launch. up to the hype <laughs> <laughs> oh so in 1999 well actually in 98 is when it was first released in Japan. Yeah. It didn't release until like a year later in uh, North America. Uh, September 9th, 1999. So that's 9999. Nine, nine, nine. Yeah, the same day I was at, in sixth grade dressing to the nines. <laughs> that's what, this. We literally dressed to the nines that day. Really? Amazing. Yeah, that was the thing they had Amazing. us do. But you look like a 10. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I was talking about back then. You're horrible now. <laughs> Good, good. Bring him back down. Yeah. Why did you think twelve-year-old me looked like a ten, bro? Uh, I was young back then too. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there's no segue. Just go Let's ahead. keep going. Yeah. All right. Well, nine nine ninety nine was the Sega Dreamcast, and boy, this was. Well, we'll go into more about what happened after it was released. But for me, I mean, I was super hyped because i was a sega i wasn't a sega fanboy i loved the genesis uh, that uh, super nintendo grew up on the nes and then 64 but i was more of like you know in the schoolyard just like oh which is better genesis or snes you know it's like and you're like oh well the genesis looks better has it can you know more capable of more colors and just pushing yeah, up his yeah, yeah. he's the only one pins. talking about this you know more like, like mario or sonic better that's all yeah. we're asking yeah. mm-hmm. no but um so this was like the like genesis was like or this was sega's like attempt to like claw back its uh you know console supremacy which never really had, but you know, it wanted to. It was it was number two, yeah. but then you know, with PlayStation and sixty uh, and Nintendo rivaling each other, you know, the Sega Saturn, Sega CD, they just didn't couldn't uh, find a way in. So this was Sega's attempt to be like, hey, we're still here. We're <laughs> we're gonna play. <laughs> we we want to be part of it, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, but seeing um, a leap from a huge leap from the sixty four PS one graphics to arcade we've talked about this before on our other episode about the dreamcast yeah live in the dreamcast oh yes go back and listen to that one because nobody does i don't know why nobody cared about it i think because nobody cared about the dreamcast (laughs) shut up rodney (laughs) but for me yeah it was i was hyped for it um i loved sonic i loved all the the games that could have been on it and there was it was at the right time for when the internet was a thing Mm -hmm. like you could get videos and see you know what was going to be coming up um you know not you had to have dial up for it but yeah had to wait i remember 20 hours for you know a 10 second clip oh yeah i don't i don't remember that that sounds horrendous (laughs) but i do remember like that it came out that day like i remember knowing that the the dreamcast was coming out because my friend nick was really excited for it yeah they did a good job i think in uh, marketing it they really marketed Mm -hmm. it hard but I mean, I'll I'll never. That's another one though. Like, I was a big Sonic fan, and as a kid, like I 
probably favored, even though I, I didn't have a, any Segas growing up. But because of the cartoons, mm-hmm. I favored Sonic more than Mario because well, yeah. I loved the Sonic cartoon. Sonic mm-hmm. was a real mm-hmm. character compared to Mario. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. mean, and I, lo- I mean, anybody who knows me knows I don't get up early for nothing. But <laughs> as a kid, I got up early every day to watch Sonic the Hedgehog before I got went, before I went to school. Um, yeah. And the first time I saw Sonic Adventure, though, man, that was like jaw dropping because it was like Mario yeah. sixty four in the sense it wasn't as revolutionary, but it was no. so much prettier still yeah. like yeah it was something else yep but yeah um it was i didn't get it myself the dreamcast my cousin got it and so i was over there every day yeah playing as much as i could and that roster of, op- of launch games was pretty strong like it was it was up there i think with like some of the best launches i think so it had sonic adventure had uh, Soul Calibur, which was oh, just yeah. a fantastic, uh, mindless beat em up game. <laughs> um, yeah. It had uh, Hydro Thunder. Oh, Hydro, <laughs> Hydro Thunder! <laughs> Such a good uh, racing game. And, uh, you know, there's quite a few games that were uh, pa- not packed in, but, you know, you can get launch day and they were very good quality. And in the launch window, even, there were some other games that came out um, that were very, you know, very solid. So I feel like that was one of the things going for it, but. Um, for some reason, just nobody really wanted it. I don't know. They were waiting for the next one <laughs> to come out. Like maybe just everybody was gone. You know, they figured Sega was already failed. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think the Saturn failed so hard. Yeah, that mm-hmm. maybe it did just kind of like a lot of people fell off. I do, I do remember quite a few people getting the Dreamcast around me. Like I said, my friend Nick, and there were some other people I knew from the hall and whatever that that got it. But uh. It, it definitely didn't have as big of a of a push. People, mm-hmm. like, I still remember, like, even though that was out, I still remember people talking about the, the PS2 and the Dolphin, you know, yep. before we even knew it was the GameCube. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, I don't, I know the Xbox was probably being talked about at that point, but I don't remember hearing about it until later. But it, it was just sad because it had, the Dreamcast did some really cool stuff, too. Like, yeah. Yeah. to this day, I still think the VMU is the mm-hmm. coolest memory card that's ever existed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But again, going back to the whole analog sticks, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you need really two to give mm-hmm. good 3D travel, and that one only had one. In fact, one analog stick and the D-pad was right below the analog stick, so you couldn't <laughs> even, like, use the D-pad for movement at the same time. It just, uh, yeah, it did, uh, that wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of hard to go back and... Like I still like the Dreamcast. There's some really good games on it, but any game that feels like it should have dual analog sticks feels like yeah. it's not the right console to play it on. Yep. But something. But it still. I think it played toward its strength still. Like it played games that didn't. You didn't need two analogs. Like a you didn't. You know, first person shooter stuff like that. It wasn't that console for that. So yeah. Crazy Taxi though worked oh, yeah. perfectly. Echo the Dolphin, which was my favorite games. Um, Virtua Tennis. Um, yeah, you just don't need. Shenmue? Shenmue, exactly. That was way later. But yeah. Shenmue, bro. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't think Ooh. it was way later because... Oh, yeah, not much happened. Living up to the hype, uh, it did it 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 failed. So, <laughs> 9-9-99 and then discontinued in 2001. Yeah. Did yeah. not make... A, I mean, yeah, not even a full two years. No. I, you know what sucks, though, is I remember... Not that I had any money, but I do remember going to... I want to say it was Walmart and them having the consoles on clearance because it had been discontinued already. <laughs> yeah. And, like, wish I wish I would have talked my mom into buying one. <laughs> and just Not that I don't... I have one now, but it would have yeah. been cool to have one and just keep it sealed all these years. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I don't know. I'm 
Rodney, do you have any like uh, any knowledge? I don't have <laughs> anything to give you up at the Dreamcast <laughs> because it, yeah, it was just schoolyard. Everybody was clowning on it, and it <sighs> so was just sad. like everybody was ready for the PS2, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, yep, or you know, yeah, the GameCube. I'm gonna say this, Rodney. Uh-huh. I'll say it right now. I think you'd like the Dreamcast. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I maybe I'll go back one day. Maybe I'll pick one up. I think it's a, a Rodney know. library of yeah. games. Okay. Just what I know about your likes. I feel like you would like some of like the quirkiness of the Dreamcast. Okay. Especially okay. Jet Set Radio. I yeah. see you being oh, a Jet well. Set Radio fan. Oh yeah. Yep. I am. Okay. Yeah. Well see, I called it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do know me. <laughs> um, oh yeah, that game's sick. Dude, yeah. That being said though, the the Sega the sizzle reel they did at the Game Awards with them them bringing mm-hmm. back Streets of Rage, uh, Crazy Taxi, yep. Jet Set Radio, mm-hmm. Golden Axe, like they're going big and their rumors are people are starting to talk like is Sega thinking like maybe they're going to come back to the console <laughs> no, market please no. and, <laughs> and those rumors are on Reddit because it's not going to go anywhere. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But man, I would probably buy it day one if Sega came back to the console market. And they were like, we're going physical, baby. Screw all this digital stuff. And it's handheld. <laughs> VR. My brain would explode. Like, Sega, stop. <laughs> no. <It's laughs> Peripherals <too> only. <laughs> it's too much. I love it. <laughs> you have so to use weird. a Wii remote. Okay, Sega, no. wait, wait. Yeah. Take the Wii remote back. Yeah. You had me until the Wii You're remote. You're going to have a steering wheel. You're going to Pedals. <laughs> we remote pedals. <laughs> You're on the train. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, the Dreamcast is a is a story of what could have been. Oh definitely. I forgot Jet Set Radio was on the Dreamcast first, but I played it on other things, but it's a classic. You've man, forgotten you know? more than what was on the Dreamcast. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Shenmu. <laughs> yeah, and Shenmue, yeah. I heard I you think scoff earlier. I don't think Shenmue. we're missing anything from that. Dude, Shenmue is great. It's the best gacha capsule stimulator. So, ever. okay, to be fair, my favorite part of Shenmue is going to the arcade yeah, and, exactly, and doing yeah. the gacha Not machine. Not playing the game, yeah. And the really crappy dialogue. The really crappy dialogue is the gold. Dub, Do you remember the day? The day the rain changed to snow? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, you're really, really motivating me. <laughs> but it looks so good. Oh man, Shenmue. Well, Shenmue was like, it was pretty groundbreaking at the time because that was before GTA Three and like before the open world. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was basically the first open world game. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. don't quote me on that because there may have been something else. But it, it was. It was the most the first mainstream <laughs> game. I'll explain this fact. <laughs> it was easily the mo- the first like really like. I mean, it's like sold. the Yakuza before Yakuza, right? Like, it's the same same. Team uh, or same one of the same the same I creator. I wouldn't. I'm surprised. Either, it looks but, very similar. Yeah. But yeah. Well, R.I.P. Dreamcast. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Sega. <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut out all my Dreamcast jokes. So just bear with me there, because <laughs> there was a lot of them. <laughs> you, have, you have more <laughs> like my prepared? PS2 section. <laughs> oh no. man. <laughs> no, please go ahead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, Rodney, why don't you go into your console? <laughs> I was trying over here. And my next, right? PS2? Yep. Okay. Next. PlayStation 2, everybody. Uh, Get hype. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey <laughs> Released in 2000, okay? I mean, we, we had just got hot off of watching The Matrix in 99. <laughs> we survived Y2K. I was, I was trying to the think of a movie. Is here. <laughs> Wild Wild West has been out for two years now. (laughs) (laughs) 
we were ready. <laughs> no, uh, PlayStation, you know, a phenomenal console. Everybody was super excited about what they're going to do next. And they tried to play it off. Oh, no, we're not going to do anything. And then, you know, they came out with it like in, or they announced it in like 98 or something. Like, okay, we're doing it. <laughs> Here's number two. <laughs> we're going to keep it going, guys. <laughs> But yeah, it came out in 2000, and I was pretty excited because, you know, I like playing video games. Smart. <laughs> and, You're in the right yeah. place. <laughs> yeah. And the only consoles that I had played before was like the SNES, and then I think we had like a Sega Genesis or something. I don't remember. It was like all the hand-me-down stuff, and because we weren't <laughs> rich. Mm-hmm. So it's just a bunch you had of a lot like of siblings. Too, yeah, so. yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like a random like assortment of things that my dad would find at, you know, <laughs> like the, the dump. <laughs> the, well, I was going to say like uh the the shops, you know, yeah, uh, that yeah. are really cheap. Like Goodwill or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he would drop them down and we would play, you know, whatever <laughs> on those. Um and they were fun. Um but I was like, "Oh, the PS2. Everybody's talking about it. I really want one." I think we didn't even get it on launch. We got it like a couple, like a year later or something. But um, yeah, I was playing that, like thinking about it all day <laughs> during school. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get back to the game. <laughs> um, but love the console, DualShock controller, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you could you could play PS1 games on it. Yeah. DVD player. Oh man. Oh, DVD yeah. player. That was probably one of the biggest things for it too. Is I yeah. think it helped push a lot of units because it was the cheapest DVD yep. player on the market at the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, that's what my parents used it for in the uh, PS3 too. They yeah, <laughs> as Blu-ray player, yeah. they just uh-huh. used uh-huh. it. Yeah. Yep. Just sitting there crying I'm as like, they're Please. watching the Matrix. Again. <laughs> yeah, There's so just... much more you could be doing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play games. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and then so uh, there was a couple games that I wanted to talk about. Um, there was 29 games at launch, which is a pretty good amount. Some of the other consoles I have, they also have pretty high, you know, launch titles, I guess you could say. So it started to get a little bit more, like, mm-hmm. common to get more launch titles was about this era. Yeah. Um, Street Fighter EXE, uh, or EX3, um, played that a lot. Um, Tekken Tag Tournament I was gonna say, well. I remember Tekken Tag Tournament being yeah. a launch title. Um, because, again, we had... A lot of siblings, so <laughs> it was easier to play multiplayer games than mm-hmm. to play like a single player game. Yeah. Since like... You had to find the game that everybody could play. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then, yeah, racing games too. So um, there was like a launch title, Midnight Club. We didn't play that one as much. We played Midnight Club was so good. Never Speed, but yeah. You know. That's whole other thing. I, yeah, I imagine it was being like I remember it being like the the simulation console, like mm-hmm. bigs mm-hmm. into racing sports, Madden, like simulation, NHL, yeah. MotoGP, all launch titles. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Armored Armored Core Two. Oh, wow. <laughs> launch title. Ooh, nice. Yep. I don't think I realized that was a launch title. <laughs> I didn't know either, and I'm gonna go back. <laughs> I'm gonna try and go through all the games uh, because six was so good. It inspired me to like. I, I played one on the PS psp i think besides that yeah so i want to go back there um let me see but yeah besides you know all of that it was just like there were so many games coming to that console and at the time there was a wii which also had a lot of games on it you know so and i didn't want to get a dreamcast (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, I, I had to throw one in there. <laughs> His parents but, were like, you can have a Dreamcast in like 10 games. No, 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 no. Those games were awesome. <laughs> but yeah, there was like so many like, uh, how do you say, like, n- um, like, not just E for everyone, like, you know, the mm-hmm. teen got games. Got a little more that. grown up. Got a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Rodney's growing up. Yeah, exactly. And then it was like, at the time, viewed as, you know, oh, the kids play the Nintendo and then all the uh, adults play, you know, like the Sony and the Xbox yeah. and all that stuff. And I was like, maybe that's just all in my head. But then as I was researching, that's how they actually marketed it. Mm-hmm. Sony was like, we got to appeal to the 17-year-olds. Yeah. And then the kids will want to be teenagers and then the adults will want to be teenagers again. <laughs> I was like, we all oh. want to be the teenagers. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's why like, I felt that way because they were actually marketing it to like, want you to play mm-hmm. but, sophisticated <laughs> yeah 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 and it's like oh you don't want to be a simple little kid mm-hmm. and play mario you want to play you know Mortal combat or something mm-hmm. i'm an <laughs> so, adult yeah <laughs> i want to rip your heart out <laughs> so yeah but you know there's a lot of a lot of great games on there so just saying um but um those are just some of the few that you know i saw in the launch um and then overall it's like one of the highest selling I think I think it's highest. Highest. Um, yeah, I think yeah. so. 155 million. Mm-hmm. Um, Nuts, <laughs> insane. Um, and then it was still in production till 2013. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. 13 years. I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. And I was, and then that's when the PS4 was coming out yeah. in 2013. So <laughs> it's it was nuts. still around. I, I remember being when I was in the at the Federal Way GameStop, which was 2011, I think, 2010, 2011, right in there. And we still had, we always had like three PS2s in stock because, <laughs> and then sure enough, like we sell them. People wow. would come in, and you. Know, but what it was was somebody who had. It was usually older. So, you know, somebody who had a PS2 and it broke and they were mm-hmm. just coming in to replace it now. So, and they just buy it new and go home and that's what they're happy with that. <laughs> so, Man. wow. Um, forever console. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was just this durable little thing that, you know, yeah, you can play all sorts of games and any mm-hmm. movies you want. Um, and then the sale of the console, the games, and accessories pulled in $250 million on the first day, which is. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Worldwide. Wow. So it's like, it was very, very successful following a very successful, you know, first console. So, I mean, PS2, it's, it's the go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of good um, game, uh, what, uh, games, what is it called? When, <laughs> a lot of good games. When, you know, when, uh, like started, started on a franchise. Yeah, a lot oh, of good franchises yes. started with the PS2. Yeah, yeah that's true. Alan, Alan's favorite, Jack and Dexter. Yep, yep. there we go. Started there. Jack and so. Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Yep. And some series, like Final Fantasy X, is considered one of the higher highlights of the series. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. GTA is where it blew up at in GTA 3. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty started, I think it started on PC, but its console launch was on PS2. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You so, go. like I said, there's like a wide range. You can play Jack and Dexter. You can play Call of Duty. You know, it was like there was so much stuff. Um, and that's kind of what appealed to me. So for you, it was like N64. And then for me, it was like PS2, Mm -hmm. even though I had played, you know, the SNES and everything, that was the one that was like, oh man, there's so much variety and there's a lot of great looking games. Oh yeah. So yeah, you could find, yeah, no matter what you could find a game that you'd 
want to play mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. racing sports or you know yeah action or oh, whatever yeah. The, yep. the library is huge it's over what 1500 games it's over 9000 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i got a ps2 and my sister got me one i want to say it wasn't too long after launch she got it for me as a gift and yeah, that console, man, that thing took a beating, too. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I I had, <laughs> take. we were going down to visit my grandpa, and I don't know, I guess my mom told me to bring my PS2, or maybe I asked. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, grandparents, they weren't, they didn't really want to interact with me that much. <laughs> like, you know, so, like, Just go sit in the corner. <laughs> yeah, so I brought it, and, but also, for whatever reason, my dad gave me a can of soda, like, to put in my bag, and it blew up in the airplane, oh. and, uh, and got all over that console, and I thought it was done. Like, and I only had it for a few months at this point. <laughs> but yeah sure enough that thing that went for right for on. like nine years it, wow. it kept going the tray the, the disc tray was all jacked up so i had to like <laughs> i had to like take it apart and like pry it out to get it to get wow. back there and like clean off stuff yeah but yeah you alex remembers it mm-hmm. because i gave it to you to get because somebody 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 in need i guess <laughs> needed it. i was like i guess you can have it it's jacked but that yeah thing, it cleaned up nicely yeah. yeah that thing was man that thing was a power on my friend my friend Chris, he would come over regularly when we were kids, and without fail, every time he'd come in my room, trip over the cord and pull the Of course, the of course, yeah. Every, yeah, of every course. Time. And he came over weekly. And I, I, So when I had money, I bought a wireless controller because, that, you know, that was when those were first kind of yes. starting to come out. God, and I was I like, that. it happened without, without fail. Every single and, time. Yeah. But the thing kept working. Hmm. Uh, the only issue it had later on in life was that it wouldn't read PS1 discs for some reason. Mm. Or the blue-backed, so like the older PS2 discs. But wow. any of the DVD-based ones, it were just fine. Yeah. So, strange. I, rem- I remember the same thing. We would we would trip over the cords or it would like instead of pulling the plug uh of the controller it would pull the whole ps2 down <laughs> and then we'd pick it up and it'd still work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like hey, uh, it's working Dude, built <laughs> it's like terrible. a truck yeah Very, built like nintendo <clears throat> built it but just to throw on one little jab uh the success of the ps2 at the end of 2000 caused sega <laughs> to announce <laughs> Chris is getting ready to shut off my mic <laughs> muted we're not talking about this you didn't there have to bring this up <laughs> but it was like so successful they're like and they were in such financial you know mm-hmm. stress that they had to discontinue it only 18 months after it had been out so sad so R.I.P. Dreamcast but it was like so, there was like so many games and it was so powerful and it was just like you know, they kind of yeah. They up. saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, the PS2 though, it was a monster, and its record is going to be one that will be hard to beat. I thought if any system mm-hmm. could do it, it'd be the Switch, but even that, yeah. I don't know, might not do it. Um, yeah, I don't think so. It's it's definitely ha- it hasn't sold as many units, um, consoles. Yeah. Yep. All right. On to the next one. On to the next. Let's go is, on. Is it me Let's get into the handheld realm, Alex. Ooh, oh, yeah. We're so gonna, We're going to go into handhelds for a little bit here. So for me, I never owned a console myself until I had a Game Boy Color. My dad got it for me one, one day. And so I was like, it's mine. You're, so, you're talking too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when it was announced that there's going to be the Game Boy Advance, you know, uh, a 32-bit handheld system, it... It's nothing compared to what the PlayStation 2, GameCube, all these things um, were, you know, they were already out, you know, with 3D games. But for me, being able to play, you know, what looked like SNES games as a handheld, it was like, wow, this is cool. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I, um, I remember also like just 
reading everything I could about it online and like downloading at IGN just an audio file that's like this is what the, it's capable of and it's like <laughs> I was like listen to this <laughs> it's gonna be so cool oh, buddy can you hear this and you're like by yourself <laughs> so I was I was very excited for it I was you know it's my first like thing I would buy with my own money you know nice. um, launch day and yeah for me definitely lived up to the hype because you know what else was there handheld wise um yeah. that was it the, you were uh, there was game boy mm-hmm. game boy was the the handheld thing so yep. being able to go from the you know game boy game boy color graphics um upgrade to a full new like generation and a half almost um from you know handheld wise it was yeah pretty amazing and uh yeah not bad not terrible launch library i got Rayman, um, which was on the PlayStation originally, I think, and I think probably a Saturn as well. Yeah, it was. But to have that kind of you know graphic level on the game on a handheld was pretty awesome. Um, the port of of Mario Two yep. in a newer form. Super Mario Advance One. Yep, exactly. <laughs> It'll get real crazy later. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was. Um, I'm, I'm, I wasn't alone. Uh, the Game Boy Advance sold pretty well. Um, 81 million, um, units, it looks like. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was, I, I have very fond memories of the Game Boy Advance and I'm actually, this happens regularly. I'm on a kick right now mm-hmm. and it's on, it's Game Boy Advance right now. Yeah. <laughs> I go, I go around, you know, but the, the console had just an insane library by the yeah. time it was done. And just like, I don't know, there's certain consoles where I feel like I know the whole library, and then there's certain consoles where I'm, like, always learning something new. Yeah, the GBA. And Game Boy Advance is yep. one of them. Mm-hmm. And, man, the quality on that system, like, even a lot of the bad games were still pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know yeah. what it was. Like, they the the licensed games were on point on the mm-hmm. Game Boy Advance. Like, yep. they just, they had it down. But that's also where, I mean, Link, Cable play kind of started with the Game Boy. Obviously, it had been around for years and Pokemon. But I remember Game Boy Advance is where the link cables were being used more. I remember playing Mario Kart. Yeah. Or even, like, Golden Sun to, like, transfer stuff. Yep. And for, infrared, too. Did it have infrared? It did. I remember the Game Boy Color having infrared, I'm pretty too. sure... Pretty sure it did, yeah. Yeah, it's it was it was just a cool system, and and yep. I think at that point in my life too, one of the biggest things to me was that it was getting actually quality RPGs. Yeah, so, Golden Sun only came out like a couple months after. Yeah, it, it was launched. super close after the launch. Yeah, it's it, I was surprised by the number of like big games that came out pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two on that, dude, a great port of that game. Crazy it, to like go from being you know full three D to trying to be like isometric and succeeding at it like a downgraded port being not as good but still like when it's handheld yeah 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 it shouldn't have worked as well as it did but they really it's, but they actually tried to you know make a good <laughs> port yeah and it's funny how and that being works. creative with it yeah it's the magic of nintendo yeah <laughs> pretty much but yeah they i figured mean it out if anybody the just going back to golden sun for a second too those games are on the nintendo switch online now so if anybody wants to play yeah. an actually yeah. very quality Game Boy Advance RPG and its sequel, you should play them because they're good. Yeah. Now, you have the analog pocket. Yeah. As do some of the listeners. Uh, would you say that um, games-wise, it, it's definitely marketed as a Game Boy um, uh, uh, console, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to buy like add-ins to really play other 
yeah, it, sy- other systems. Out of the box, it plays Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. Yeah, just like the Game Boy Advance did as well. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and I feel like that that the Game Boy Advance generation of of handled games is still very strong nostalgic nostalgia wise i agree and there's just like i said there's just a lot of quality on there too not to mention the the pokemon games the game boy advance have a huge following Mm -hmm. too so some of the most popular yeah definitely the um it was the probably the best 2d gaming system at the time um of course you can play 2d games on the other on consoles but that's not what they were marketed for but this was definitely where some of that 2D stuff was being put, you know, some of the, uh, you know, it was being pushed to its limits in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think, too, like, the Game Boy Advance, obviously it's talking past launch, but I don't know that there's been any console, in my opinion, that has had a better revision, like, halfway through its oh, life revision yeah. than mm-hmm. the Game Boy Advance. Well, it needed it, because yeah. <laughs> Game, Boy did not, Game Boy Advance did not have a backlight yeah. to begin mm-hmm. with. Yeah, and but making an Acclaim Shell 2 was, yeah. was super smart. Yep. Because no matter how much I, I had a, a Game Boy Advance, I got one really early at launch, and I loved that thing. But yeah, I got an SP, I don't know, at some point, and uh, that upgrade was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was night and day. It was like you got mm. a new console. But, yeah. I mean, you did, but it was like you got a brand new console, not just another Game Boy. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, now, what a fun console. Yeah, and I've had a, a blast um, refurbishing some as well, the old, the regular um, sideways Game Boy Advances, putting in new screens on them, and it's looking good, man. They, they, uh, yeah, that screen, uh, the games look great on that, and it's still great. Like, um, feels good in your hands to have that, you know, sideways. <laughs> yeah. I think it'll be cheaper for me to just pay you to get one of those <laughs> instead of getting an analog pocket. <laughs> well, it will be, especially with shipping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> shipping on those, it's like Ooh, thirty bucks. And handling. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I just, I hate paying for shipping. Like, yeah. Charging me thirty dollars more for the product and say free shipping. <laughs> You'll do it. I'm it's just idiot. a mindset. Yeah, I, I know it's I know it's stupid, but it, it'll get yep. me. Like if I want it that bad, I'll. Uh, the second I see that they're charging ten dollars for shipping, I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. one, one thing I did notice, like just to you know change the discussion a little bit, um, is that like you know like you said, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, you know you can play those games. Um, PlayStation, same thing, and then a couple consoles that we're going to be talking about later, the same thing. Oh yeah, like. Backwards compatibility. Backwards compatibility was like mm-hmm. really important. Yeah, you know, especially when it costs a lot of money <laughs> to yeah. buy a new console. But yep. they're like, hey, you're still going to be able to play your old stuff. Like, yeah. I've, and I don't know. I, mean, I don't yeah, know if game, it was game, a... GameCube lost that because it could not play cartridges. Yeah, well, that's what, true. What's interesting too is on that note, um, I wonder if they did some kind of study or something because the NES, the Super NES, you couldn't do that. Yeah. Same thing with the Super Nintendo, the sixty-four, mm-hmm. on the Genesis to the Saturn, you yeah, couldn't do it. That's true. And yep. the Saturn to the Dreamcast, it wasn't a thing in the nineties. It mm-hmm. didn't become a thing until the PS2. That's true. Slash the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like what made them decide like, yeah, we'll be nice because they didn't. If they never started it, <laughs> we would have never knew we were missing out on it yeah, necessarily. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, but I don't know. And now we know we need it. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if they. That's why I wonder if they did some kind of like they surveyed people on the the odds of people buying a console if mm-hmm. they could sell their old one mm-hmm. went up if you know or yeah if they could like, backward play backwards compatibility. I don't want to. I don't want to buy it because I have all these old games and I have the system. Like I don't want to get the new one if yeah. I can't play the old stuff. You yep. know. Yeah. Or you know the games that I love. You know. Yeah. But so then maybe, there's the fear of yeah. on the on the company side of if they can 
play the old games, then why would they buy new games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's where they're kind of going towards now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, digital only. And, uh-huh. and gotta rebuy the same And you gotta rebuy over. everything, yep. yeah. So, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. So that, what would you say, Alex? Do you think it lived up to the hype? I would say yes and no, because I wouldn't say it was... It would say, I mean, you're going to go into it a little more with... I think you have the next one. Um, it didn't live that long before there was, <coughs> you know, a new a paradigm shift in the hand, in handheld. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, definitely it um, lived its life it needed to. It, you know, sold well. Yeah. But there was something coming. Yep. That was going to... That was it's going to be... coming out. <laughs> It, which <laughs> was marketed, pink, yes. <laughs> marketed as something just totally separate. You know, don't worry. It's not going to touch the, the Game Boy line. Mm. Um, the Game Boy line will go strong. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. We're, mm-hmm. See, we're releasing a Game Boy Micro. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. So that segues me into my next uh, console, which is the DS. Um, so yeah, like Alex said, it, the DS was supposed to be a start of a new separate handheld line for Nintendo. They swore up and down that the uh the game boy line was its own thing the ds line was its own thing yes it could play game boy advance games but we're gonna keep making the game boy this is all corporate speak for uh we're covering our butts here in case this doesn't work <laughs> yeah. um but that so this the ds came out in uh, 2004 mm-hmm. i want to say i forgot to write the date wow. down um so i was 17 so this for me, was the Game Boy Advance what the Game Boy Advance was for you? As far as it was the first console that I was a, that I bought with my own money. Mm-hmm. I remember at this point I had my own Nintendo Power subscription. You know, I, I I was making money here and there, like you know, I'm 16, 17. I'm doing small jobs. Um, I, at this point I had a job working for somebody, and I remember being in the, the so the I remember this was like the week before the DS came out. I remember being in the truck where I was with this. The guy I worked with, we were down in Oregon. I remember talking his ear off about the DS. Like, he cared at all. I'm sure he was like, shut up. But I, I remember talking, it's good. It's going to have dual screens. And you're going to have picto chat. You can talk to your friend across the room. And, oh, man, it's going to be great. You can play multiplayer you wirelessly. You don't need a link cable anymore. Did I tell you about picto chat? <laughs> Bro, picto chat. And, yeah, no, I, I very much so remember having this conversation. Because I knew when we came back mm-hmm. from this work trip in Oregon, it was going to be Saturday. We're coming back Saturday night the ds launched on sunday so like my hype level wasn't just through the roof it was like next it was out of the atmosphere like i was so stoked for this console and like (laughs) what's funny is as a kid before i had a game boy um for whatever reason i didn't have a game boy but my parents did buy me the tiger gamecom Okay, <laughs> and, and for those that don't know, you might be thinking, "What's the Tiger Gamecom?" Well, it was a trash handheld console that came out, you know, trying to capitalize on being a Game Boy um, and a computer and yeah, a personal. It, it, it was trash, and even as a kid, I kind of realized it was trash. Yep. But I loved the idea. It had a stylus. Uh-huh. It had a touch screen. It had no color. It had no color. It was. It was an else. Is it? What is it? Like a? What's the kind of screen that like a calculator is almost like? It projected things, but right. it was like. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. really weird. Like an etch- it looked like an Etch-A-Sketch on <laughs> yep. It was strange. It was not a quality console, but I had that thing and like I felt cool. I felt like an adult because I, mm-hmm. I had the you had your phone book in there and I, I had, here's James and his phone number and, and you know, like I had five people in it. 
So, and that thing also could go online, but you had to buy something for it. And it this is console, bro. Dude, the Tiger Gamecom. Next big thing in gaming. Yep. But so, I, ironically, like, I remember when the DS was coming out, I was like, this was like way better than the Tiger Gamecom could have ever dreamed of being. And I, I would just, and it, like, once again, going back to the Game Boy Advance, like you said, mm-hmm. like, looking at it being like, wow, Super Nintendo quality yep. gameplay on, on the go uh-huh. was the same thing, but for 64 exactly. quality gaming yeah yep. well, obviously it's a slight step down but they mm-hmm. more pixelated i guess but honestly looks better in a lot of cases but yeah super mario 64 was going to be a launch game and i remember just being like i still love that game at this point yeah and mm-hmm. was like this is great like i'm, I'm gonna play me and my homies are gonna play picto chat <laughs> and then i'm gonna mm-hmm. play super mario 64 mm-hmm. but yeah I, i'll never forget like I, I i remember the first e3 i watched now i might be mixing memories here if I think this was also the first E3 that Reggie was at, where they showed off the trailer for Zelda, um, Twilight Princess. I want, like I said, I might hmm. be mixing memories, but I remember watching the E3 reveal on, on like I don't remember where I watched IGN or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and watching him because it was you know the prototype model. Like I remember mm-hmm. seeing that and being like, "This is insane! Like mm-hmm. two screens. What are they going to possibly do? <laughs> What's next? <laughs> Where does the future hold?" Um, but yeah, I mean, I my hype was through the roof. I don't think anybody else's hype was through the roof. Like I, mm-hmm. other, I I'll but, just say mine wasn't. Yeah, I know. I think oh, that was wow. more common. And I think it was the start of the internet's uh, sway in. People's and, thinking, people's opinion. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I definitely I don't was listen to the little, internet. <laughs> I was a, I was a little, what's it, I don't know, like a, a troll. Lemming? <laughs> you're, you're, a troll. you're on there. You're oh, on no, the DS. No, but I remember talking to uh, Tyler Bakuda about it when it was before it came out. And I was like, it's not, it's a gimmick. Like mm. they're just, you know, it's not going to go anywhere. The Game Boy is still going to be strong. Stuck in the dirt. <laughs> yep. Wow. <laughs> Such a curmudgeon over here. Yeah. yeah. I was like, it just doesn't look that good. Like the games aren't that great. Going to be that great. Oh, you don't. Man. It's, no, it's not going to be the thing. Did you see Picto Chat? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you were paying attention to the Picto oh, Chat. Embarrassing. <laughs> so I don't know why I was so like adamant that it wasn't gonna work but why was i so adamant it was <laughs> well one of us was more right I, I, I figured it out yeah yeah but man that day the day it launched like i said it came out on a sunday so that's just there was i don't know how when they stopped doing sunday releases or why it came out on a sunday but um sure enough my dad took me to fred meyer um and we met James and Jordan. Their dad was there too. So all three of us were getting our DSs, and I got my DS. I got Mario sixty four. I was ready to go. And just to go over the launch lineup a little bit, just to give you an idea, because there wasn't a ton of titles, but it it had some okay stuff. It had Asphalt Urban GT, which was a racing game. Feel the magic XXYZ, <laughs> which wow. or XXYXX, which that game. Kind of weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't say. Um, it came with Matt. It had a Madden launch, Spider-Man, um, the Herbs, Sims in the City. Um, I think a Raymond game came at launch too, but that wasn't on the list I looked at. But I'm almost positive Raymond DS came at launch. Hmm. Um, I'm Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, but Mario 64 was kind of the killer title. But the thing that it launched with, which I think was probably their like 
the smartest thing that they did was each console came with the demo for Metroid Prime First Hunt. Mm-hmm. And that demo, so I ended up just hanging out with James and Jordan that whole day, and we sat there and played, because it was a multiplayer demo. Yeah. So we we got the taste for wireless <laughs> multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. And then when their parents came downstairs, we picto-chatted. <laughs> they were like, why won't they go? I don't think that happened. I don't remember that happened. But I don't think I ever actually used picto-chat. I just had this dream that it would be used and it would be cool. But nonetheless, like, my launch hype for the DS, super high. I loved the DS when it came out. The launch titles maybe weren't the strongest, but Super Mario 64, whereas now, I don't really... If I'm going to play Mario 64, I'd mm-hmm. rather play it on the 64. I don't think the DS one's all that great. No. But it was a great launch title. And the console went on to sell quite a few... Or Well, I'll get into that. So, did it live <laughs> up to the hype? I, I think the answer is, honestly... No, mm-hmm. because nobody <laughs> expected it to be as good as it was, yeah. and it blew it out of the roof. Yeah. But the the fact is, I don't know that a lot of the hardcore gamers mm-hmm. bought a DS. The, the, at least not at first. Not at for A lot of people bought it over the years, you know, mm-hmm. for Pokemon or for whatever else. And yep. Mm-hmm. I, it did a lot right, too. When you consider, like, the games like Mario Kart, this is where they started the one cartridge um, multiplayer. Like, you only needed yeah. one cartridge to play with up to eight people. Like genius like it really was smart marketing you know mm-hmm. and it got people addicted so then when they went away they'd go buy mario kart for themselves mm-hmm. but where the ds really succeeded so it is still sitting at the second highest console selling console of all time mm-hmm. 154 million units so just yeah. below the ps2 but why it did so well wasn't because of the hardcore gamers it was because they got the casual market nintendogs mm-hmm. nintendogs brain age <laughs> picto chat uh, hey yeah picto chat rodney understands it, they knew i don't even think they truly knew what they were doing at the time but i don't think so it, it was yeah. it yeah. really appealed like it's one of those things i can picture like my friend's parents like like their moms or what like my mom had a ds like because of brain age you know like that was the common thing and like yeah, this was like true. my mom had a ds exactly for brain age <laughs> exactly like that's what i'm talking about and like even like the rise in girl gamers becoming more mm-hmm. popular i truly began feel began to start more in this era because they really i mean they pandered a bit with like girl games but <laughs> i do think it worked you know yeah. a lot it brought a lot mm-hmm. of new people into gaming that otherwise maybe weren't that interested or for years were told gaming's a boy thing mm. and now it became more mainstream more for everybody mm-hmm. and even at that obviously it really did a good job of you know appealing to the masses but it still had a lot of quality titles on it. Sometimes they they forced the touch controls a little too much, and it yeah. maybe you know hindered how much you enjoyed something. Mm-hmm. Um, Other but, times the touch controls were like spot on. Yeah, I mean there there were some really good uses. They did a really good job, especially like inventory management stuff mm-hmm. on the bottom screen, map uses on the yeah. bottom screen. I have a lot of positive like nostalgia now for the ds you know of course i was a little older when it came out so it didn't at the time feel like something i could ever be nostalgic for but i'm i am now like i it was a great console i have a lot of fun memories playing it multiplayer lots of really good games came out on it and overall like it was the start of nintendo as we know them now you know Mm -hmm. like yeah Yeah. like i said i don't think they knew it at the time they were trying to be innovative but i don't think they knew how much this was going to you know direct their future yeah <laughs> so i do i do like how again with a co- the other consoles that we're going to talk about like 
they leaned into whatever um uh for the for game wise developing they leaned into like whatever they had you know for that console so yeah for the ds you know the stylus and touchscreen and all that stuff they're like we have to have our games feature that and then for like the wii they're like you know motion controls and all that stuff so they really went hard with that and then there's like other consoles like you know the vita like oh there's a touchscreen and then like as the console went on over the years they're like just forget about it just uh-huh. <laughs> we just have two sticks and just play yep. the game i don't know man yeah yep. connect <laughs> they, yeah yeah connect yeah. like they kind of yeah. just gave up on the the gimmick the gimmick uh-huh. yeah they gave up on the gimmick but nintendo didn't so well yeah. i mean i don't know for all the games but even the, you're yeah. right though the developer they always use the dual screens mm-hmm. like i yep. there may be examples that don't but as far as i can think every game used both screens mm-hmm. and just about every game used the touch screens to some mm-hmm. capacity yeah so uh, yeah it's it really was i mean it's not one of a kind but it was a innovative. phenomenal little yeah. system mm-hmm. very innovative and yeah, I do think that it made its own hype and then lived up to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's move on to the next console, sticking in the handheld realm one more time here. One more. Well, not well, we'll just come back one to more it. time. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to stay with it forever. <laughs> no, but uh, going away from, I don't know, gimmicks, I guess, or like uh, innovation, um, the PlayStation Portable was yes, going to be marketed as just your everyday... Um, all you need in a handheld plain device. It can play music. <laughs> it can play movies. It can play games that look like PlayStation Two. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was just very basic in its like, in what it was expecting to do. Yeah, you know, it wasn't gonna um, upend anything. But uh, yeah, it was two thousand five in North America wow. when it came out, Man. and uh, as being you know. I became a, a handheld uh, console player. Um, I never really didn't. I still didn't have an actual home console of my own to play at home. Um, so I was again pretty hyped when I was like, "Yeah, DS wasn't quite for me, but <laughs> DS is for babies." <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, marketing, I, man. <laughs> the PSP, I can play God of War and watch Triple X. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> things I do for my country. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Was that Kratos or Ben Kratos? <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, it was um, definitely marketed as more uh, like the PlayStation Two was, you know, as more of the, the the not adult, but you know, more more up grown up. I got one. Yeah, yeah. I got he was one. an adult. I didn't yep. get I didn't get a 3ds. I was like, I want the PSP. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. The marketing just it works. <laughs> rabbit <It> works. <laughs> Rodney's like bunny rabbit man with axe killing bunny rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> just destroyed my little mind. <laughs> but yeah, I think it succeeded very well. At least you know at first of what it set out to do. Um, I mean, it the graphics wise looked really good. Like this was now. I think the first handheld device that kind of matched almost what was available on home console. Yeah, it didn't feel like huge steps down. Yeah, yeah, because the DS, especially, you know, DS was went backward. The Game Boy Advance wouldn't get backwards to the SNES. Mm-hmm. DS went backwards to the um, 64. 64. Yeah. But the PlayStation Portal was just just about on par with what was available on the PS2. Yeah, because yeah. the PS3 yeah. wasn't out yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely, yeah, a lot of hype for that, you know. And then, of course, you know, a new uh, disc 
uh, a disc wow, game. What does UMD stand for? <laughs> Universal. Everybody's going to be using it. This is the new proprietary disc. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's not the best part of it. But anyway, it was interesting that to have a disc-based handheld system yeah, that yeah. you can hold in your hand and you can hear it whirring yeah, <laughs> as yeah. you play. Um, but yeah, uh, I, some of the games were, that came out with it were, were still pretty strong, you know. Um, uh, some of my favorites, were, of course, were Luminous. Good I played game. that a lot. Yeah. Wipeout was uh, like a very good fast place, fast-paced uh, racing game. Yeah, um, had uh, you know a Need for Speed, Metal Gear Acid. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, some very uh-huh. strong games. And you can't forget Twisted Metal head on. Oh, that was my launch <laughs> title, baby. Everybody has theirs. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, I remember also when. Uh, daxter came out on it i was like oh yes. man this looks so good yeah. like yeah. um yeah just the level of detail in the characters the the and the all the you know the whole world that was in yeah it was amazing it like a ps2 game yep. yeah mm-hmm. exactly like, wow yeah that was a it was an awesome little console i i definitely i was hyped for the ds I had my DS, and I was kind of, when the PSP was coming out, I was like, eh, whatever. Like, I like PlayStation, and obviously I, I had a PS2, and I loved it, but I don't think I was like, I need to get one right away. Mm-hmm. But then I saw uh, my friend Jerry Chung, he had one, and he showed me, and I was just like, okay, I need one now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, at this point, like, I with the DS, I was working, and I had nowhere to put my money. So, of mm-hmm. course, I immediately am like, getting a PSP. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was such a cool console, and I was one of the weirdos that that became the way that I wanted to consume my media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so not only did I, you know, play my games on it, I mm-hmm. bought UMD movies on oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I watched them a uh-huh. lot. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I was watching Sky High at night, you know, mm-hmm. after school. I had the Family Guy like first uh, eight episodes or whatever, yeah. <laughs> or eight best episodes at the time. Dude, it was good stuff, man. Like, yeah, I had my series. Like I say every time, Triple X, Triple X. I had yeah, Hitch, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Italian Job, like <laughs> Batman dude, Begins, had, Labyrinth. Yes, yes, yes. Some, it was, a, and they got a lot of really good movies on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was a weird like system. Like it almost didn't feel like it should have existed. Like yeah. when you look back <laughs> yep. at it, I agree. Like, but yeah. it is. It's still. I know, like some people complain about it being too small or like the thumbsticks weird. But yeah, I I've been I was not recently, but like a while back after I found it, I was playing stuff on it, and like I was playing Burnout legends i think and that game plays really well on there yeah. with the thumbstick like it's yeah. and it looks great mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's such a it was such a cool little console yeah and um I, I think it's gonna have its day again in the in the collector community too i think so huh i really do i think it's there's a lot on that console that's still stuck on that console yeah yeah, yeah. but i wonder though like you know the umds um did have the little protective thing but i wonder how much uh time will yeah, be the worst for wear on some of those because <laughs> I wonder that yeah if that will be kind of its downfall is that it is that little disc based system. Mm. Yeah, I, I, that's a good question. How long will they last? Yeah, I don't know. I was surprised finding my PSP that I misplaced for five years that it powered on. Yeah, it didn't even need to be charged. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, it still has battery. <laughs> wow, <laughs> mine has. Uh, mine still works if you plug it into uh, the wall power. Yeah, mm. but the that if you can't it won't run the battery right now. Like, even if you get a new battery, it won't run? I got a, a new battery. I'm doing air quotes because, you know, <laughs> you buy it from online. You hope that it's, like, compatible. I did some research to try to find the right kind. But OEM ones. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, maybe I need to do some more. They say, like, the capacitor, battery capacitor is 
uh, failed maybe i don't i don't know hmm. yeah i do man that was a hard way to say that i do <laughs> wonder how well they will hold up over time but yeah i'm impressed with mine <laughs> yeah yeah and game wise uh, his library was it was solid i think but i think it did get a lot of kind of secondhand um uh, library games like you know kind of like lots of ports and stuff ports yeah. that weren't very that great you know i think the ds had more like um interesting games that were made for the ds because it was two you know two screens touch screen like there was no con there you can't do that on a console so mm-hmm. it had to have very unique games the psp was like well you know let's just uh shrink it down and put it on there and it's like just <laughs> not the not as good version <laughs> yeah they should try that like metal gear acid was a good example of them trying to make something unique for the console because it wasn't just a metal gear game mm-hmm. it was a metal gear card base like tactical game yeah um but they i mean like sony did a great job like they put out like like you said daxter mm-hmm. um even like the clank game which was the ratchet and clank equivalent yeah, secret yeah. agent clank uh-huh. um uh, but That's then, fun. like Rockstar, the Grand Theft Autos on the the PSP are considered extremely good. Mm-hmm. Um, so was like Midnight Club on the PSP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we mentioned, like like you said, a lot of ports still, mm-hmm. but some of them were unique takes of the PS2 version. It still yeah, might have been a port to a uh-huh. degree. Yeah, but yeah, the God of War's lots of RPGs. It's a great library for an RPG yeah, fan. Yeah, it's true. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then once again, you got a whole library of movies. No, <laughs> you don't need a DVD player anymore. <laughs> Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna have like a pun or something to that. I Netflix and chill. No, Netflix and Dill or something. Netflix, who's that? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna put Netflix out of business with that UMD library. <laughs> Just you wait. <laughs> I'm sitting pretty with all my UNDs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, Alex, did it live up to the hype? Um, I think yes, because they tried to make a sequel. They thought it was good enough for that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I so, think um, I think in in a way yes, but like I said, also um, maybe not as much because I think it did become kind of redundant, like. Um, you know, you, you could just play these games on the con on the home console. Like, yeah. like that was kind of the kind idea. Of better quality. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But I do remember this is like, I mean, it's on topic, but not really. I do remember one time a guy came into GameStop. Cause he never saw anybody using it as their portable music player, <laughs> you know, like their MP3 player. Uh-huh. One time a guy came in, he had it hanging from his, like a, he had like a hanging around his neck, like a lanyard <laughs> and he had his earphones plugged into it and he was straight up using it as his, as his media player. I was like, that's hilarious. Well, I, I had a ton of music on mine too. Like yeah. I yeah. did use yeah. it as everything. Yeah. But yeah. I, I do feel like the DS to me almost didn't live up to the hype as much as I wanted it to. Like, I loved it at launch, and I played a lot of games. The PSP was uh, ended up being the console. Out of the two, I think I liked it more yeah, definitely. as far as my overall library and experience with mm-hmm. it. Um, but, yeah, they're both both great consoles. And mm-hmm. I looked it up, and it looks like it sold about 80 million units, so it really yeah. didn't do bad. It didn't do no. bad, exactly. It yeah. obviously didn't compete with the DS. It sold about half. I know. It the did. DS but was it, was, just... it was a different market. It was <laughs> uh-huh. appealing to different people. Yeah. Though they did sell a lavender or lilac-colored console with Hannah Montana the game packaged in, because they were also trying to that. appeal to I that market. One. <laughs> yeah. It's just they didn't have the games to back it up. Yeah. Like, no. Well, now what? Yeah. <laughs> no Cheetah Girls? <laughs> 
<laughs> Cheetah Man? <laughs> Cheetah Man. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> All right. Well, Rodney, let's go back to the home console. Oh, okay. Uh, the Wii? Is that what we're That's doing? That's where we're at. Okay. Wii. Actually, before that, I just thought about something. PlayStation 2. <laughs> Launch title, SSX. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. And then, of course, later on, your definitive that, best version, SSX 3. So, <laughs> And just while you're at it, it wasn't on Dreamcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, you know, <laughs> give a jab at Jaden as well. <laughs> SSX 3, best one. Um, <laughs> Still need to play them all. <laughs> oh, dude, come on. <laughs> I'll let you borrow the disc. I'll let you borrow the UMD. Perfect. <laughs> 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 Uh, I have three. I need Tricky so that I can actually compare them. Oh, no, that's all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Wii. And then you're going to help me, of course, Chris, um, with this. Wee oh, Wee. Wee Wee. Okay. Uh, released in 2006. Everybody get hype. Woo! You know, it's the year 2006. Uh, we had we just in gotten, the future. We're in the future. <laughs> no longer the 2000s. We had just gotten done watching The Prestige. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Good movie. Christopher Nolan at his peak. I was watching <laughs> The Illusionist, actually. Oh, oh. The worst version. No. <laughs> get out of here. Edward Norton lover. Uh, That's what I was doing earlier. I was typing in 2006 movies. (laughs) Okay. need a good analogy here. (laughs) Something like The Matrix. (laughs) Uh, We're coming off the hype of the GameCube. You know, everybody was so like, oh, it's indestructible. Oh, there's so many cool things. Smash, you know. you know zelda <laughs> zelda yeah mm-hmm. Ma- mario uh-huh. i didn't have a gamecube yeah well not many people did <laughs> i was still in my ps2 era anyways um but yeah it came out you know it, there was just lines down the block um and then uh even like the oh man i well i had an article from ign from 2006 but i don't have it pulled up but they were talking about how hype it was to see it at like e3 and stuff and there was just lines of people waiting to demo it even you know because they're like what is this going to be so why was it hyped what why was it hyped why was it oh oh (laughs) i was like why was hyped i was like what are you talking about why was hyped (laughs) uh because well a new game the peripheral uh of of the wii remotes Uh and uh you know are you are you leading me? Yeah, yeah that like, was it. what was okay. yeah, what was the new, what was new about it? I was like, what? It I'm so scared. It didn't look, this. Alex, it's the motion. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he has a light like pointed toward like a flashlight. Where, what was hype? Where were you? Where was hype? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, um, that I mean, that's what got me into. It. I was just like, oh, there's all this cool stuff that you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you stand up and you're a lot more active. Um, that's what. Um, uh, was it Iwata or like they were trying to get people to be more active instead of Mm -hmm. just sitting down and playing like we want you to be standing up or you know at least moving your hands around (laughs) um, to play the games and it was the same thing with their other game uh, other consoles is that they really wanted people to um, uh, use what you know the console does so a lot of games um, involved that I mean you couldn't not because <laughs> that was the only. I mean, you know, there was pro controllers and stuff, but they really wanted you to for the first, you know, year or whatever. They had a lot of games involve, you know, mm-hmm. the full on motion, yeah, full motion and stuff, yeah. Because um, it didn't well, look better than the GameCube. Well, I mean, yeah. maybe a tiny bit, but yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was very minuscule amount. It was not yeah. a huge step up. Yeah, it wasn't like the PS3 or the 360. Because yeah, yeah, those looked good. Twilight Princess. 
you know, had it launched. That looked pretty good. Yeah, it looked good, but it was also on the GameCube and it looked the same. True. <laughs> Anyways. I think, I think it did have, it, it did have the ability to, I think, upscale to a higher resolution than the GameCube. I yeah, think that's you, one of the you things. You could do progressive scan and stuff yeah. on it. Well, the GameCube could too, though, so. Yeah. I don't know. Well, this isn't a tech episode, so. <laughs> that's true. Um, but yeah, played that, played Wii Sports, of mm, course, yeah, Wii Sports Resort. Man, I don't think there was a place you could go to at like no. circa like 2008, 9. <laughs> any, any retirement home, grandparents' yeah. home, parents' home, kids' home, didn't matter. There was a Wii with Wii Sports. I love what um, Kyle said in the last episode about how he's okay. He's like, I'm okay with growing old because I'll have Wii Sports <laughs> retirement home. Yeah. But like, it's isn't true. that like true? Like it's a how fact. universal Nintendo like shifted? Mm hmm. And everyone can play all of their, you know, as opposed to like Sony and going for or PlayStation going for, you know, that specific demographic. It was like Nintendo's like, oh, everybody can play all their mm-hmm. commercials. Grandpa's sitting there with their, you know, granddaughter and yep. they're both, you know, waving the sticks around, you know. So it was like they were showing you like, oh, yeah, anybody can anybody can enjoy the games on here. Yeah. yeah. I remember the marketing for the Wii before it came out even was, it was the, the two Asian, like well-dressed businessmen going to people's doors. Exactly. And they yeah. would just go and they had a Wii <laughs> remote and would say, you know, we would like to play. And then the whole thing was like, they would go to people of all different, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. age, nationality, didn't matter. They were going, it was trying to show like they wanted the console to be for everybody. Yeah. And mm-hmm. possibly one of the smartest marketing decisions of all time which, you know, Reggie talks about, Reggie Fizeme talks about it in his autobiography, was the addition of Wii Sports with the Wii. Like, there's no denying that the console probably would have sold well no matter what, but it coming with Wii Sports, mm-hmm. people being forced to see that out of the box, truly made the Wii of the phenomenon that it became. And it wasn't like a specific, you know, genre that only certain people could play. Like anybody can play Wii Sports. Yeah. yeah, anybody can swing a tennis racket. Yeah, yeah. or you know, throw a bowling ball. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, and, and it Maybe. played really. It was it was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> as well. Yep. So yeah, yeah, they did really good. Like it was the motion controls were good. Like mm-hmm. yep, they felt the one to one kind of. Yeah. So yeah. you know, one of the greatest uh, consoles of all time, of course. You know, sold really well. Um, but I think let me see here. Uh, along with a lot of other consoles there was like a shortage <laughs> oh yeah because there was just so much, such demand that i found interesting that they like raised production rates from 1.6 million to 2.4 million units per month just for per month wow uh, in 2008 to meet that demand because yeah. it was like you couldn't find one anywhere everyone <laughs> everyone's scratching around people are you know resellers and scalpers and stuff you know because it's just it was crazy man it's just such a i mean there was again so many good games on it um so yeah it was kind of like that shift from i think that's kind of what it was for me is that like i could play multiple games on it so i went from ps2 and then i went to to the wii and there was all these games i could play not just you know because i think nintendo was starting to get like third-party stuff i don't know about i mean obviously before from other consoles but Mm -hmm. you know you could play a lot of different games on the wii so you know, I didn't just have to play Mario or whatever. Again, this is probably all just <laughs> marketing <laughs> attitude in my brain, but you know. <laughs> so I, yeah, I moved over to Rodney the Wii. Rodney wants his the, options. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the options. Yeah, so because um, it's like it is a lot of money. So <laughs> you yeah. know, you want to be able to 
at least use it for a for lot of different more than stuff. one thing. Yeah, it'd be mm-hmm. your one your one game console. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can I can definitely say we didn't have a lot of money back then. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike now, I still don't. He's sitting on a throne of money right now. Yeah. He brings it with him. Um, yeah, I can honestly say like the hype leading up to the Wii was was pretty darn high. Like mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. it was through the roof. Like the the articles covering it and you know the magazines on the internet, like everybody was hyped for this thing. Yeah. And like I remember for me, it was seeing the the idea. They did a tech demo, I think, of Metroid Prime, like showing it mm-hmm. running with yeah. the Wii Remote and using it in a first person mode. And I was just like, "This is it." Yeah. We're there. I don't need a controller in my hands ever again. I need <laughs> uh-huh. a Wii, Wii yeah. Remote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I that's so the Wii was the first console that came out after I started at GameStop because I started in two thousand six. And I remember, like, I was able to get a pre-order. You, you know, you work there, you get lucky, you know, or you're not, you don't have to get lucky, you just get it. <laughs> That's a, the gift of working there. Uh-huh. Everything else sucks, but you get pre-orders first. Um, so I remember, the for me, though, like, I remember being excited, like, I'm here now, like, I'm at, this is my dream job, I'm at GameStop. Yeah. And I'm going to get a Wii on launch, and, like, <laughs> I remember, too, you and... James, no, you and Tyler Makita mm-hmm. went and waited at Fred Meyer yep. because James couldn't be there, but Tyler was picking up James's. Yeah, uh, but like we were all like so stoked for it. I got to wait inside the store, but me and the guys I was working with, we had one of them opened up their Wii and we had it on the console, so we were playing. We played Wii Sports, we played Budokai Tenkaichi Two. <laughs> of course, um, <laughs> yeah, we when um, Red Steel, we played that too. It was right, another launch right. title. I just remember, like, we're all so excited, counting down the minutes, you know, talking about all the things we were looking forward to with the Wii. <laughs> and, yeah, so the clock hit midnight. We rung ourselves up. We were out the store. I was home, nice. back at home. You guys met me there. We're all playing Wii Sports. Yeah, we played late yeah. into the night. <laughs> Dude, it was the for definitely the first console launch that I got to experience like that. Because mm-hmm. I had the DS. It was my first handheld launch. Yep. But, like, everything else I didn't get at launch. Maybe soon, but not, mm-hmm. like, right at launch. Right. This was like we were in the hype of it, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like we really got to feel it, and then once again working at GameStop, I got to see how true what you said was too about the console being sold out. Yeah, literally for years, like you could not <laughs> keep them on the shelves. People would. We had a lady who came to the store every day for weeks until <sighs> we got uh, the next shipment in. Man. Like I'll never forget. We were like, you don't have to keep coming now. Like <laughs> we we will make sure you get one. You have shown your. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, it was it was something else. <laughs> it mm-hmm. really was. I mean, I don't think I don't think we've seen anything like it since, as far as no. that hype level goes. It yeah, was a phenomenon. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the first console that I got on launch, uh, and it was just so exciting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh, it's so new and it's all white and <laughs> you know the start screen. So and then, on the virtual console. Oh yeah, too? and then yeah. music. Oh. Yeah. Dun, 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 oh dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I have something for that. Oh, no. Keep talking. Okay, yeah. So, it, <laughs> I mean, uh, launch game-wise, it was not strong. Um, I mean, Twilight Princess Twilight was Princess strong. was strong, mm-hmm. um, but again, it was, a, you know, a port from the GameCube, essentially. Um, and we, But Wii Sports was enough to, you know, actually sell Wii almost all those consoles. Wii Sports was the launch title. And like, it sold, and Twilight it, Princess yeah. was the one that people were excited for, yeah, yep. but Wii Sports was the launch yeah, title. Yeah, because I didn't get Zelda. I got... I had Wii Sports, and I think I got bought Excite Truck. Mm-hmm. And shout yeah. out to I now I rock a teller suit. <laughs> yep, um, <laughs> unlocking that memory. For, yeah, <laughs> I left. Yep. I, I had that on the list. 
because there was yeah a lot i looked at the list of the lot the mm-hmm. 21 launch titles and i was like oh man yeah <laughs> like it wasn't that great i, no, I didn't realize it wasn't. um I, I bought yeah. i got mine i bought zelda budokai tenkaichi 2 and monkey ball oh, yep, yeah monkey ball banana blitz red steel tony hawk downhill jam uh need for speed carbon i forgot that was always a need for speed game yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Raymond Rab- Ra- Raving Rabbits. Oh yeah, that started was the, the Raving <laughs> Rabbits like hype. It's, it's crazy how many Raymond games are on I know. each launch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. It was. I mean, it was a premiere. Uh, yeah, it had a legacy, but it definitely Dude, shifted. Raymond, man. I mean, <laughs> shout out to Bird, uh, Bird Dog Gaming. I now. know. Yeah, <laughs> poor guy. He's been just waiting for a new Rayman since 2013. <laughs> I know. It's sad because there hasn't been a real Rayman game. Just, the Rabbits game was just like. I don't know a sideshow, but yeah, kind of took the, over. We got legends and and origins. But yeah, but those were still weren't didn't feel like the original. Well, they like, felt more like the original than they did the 3D ones. Yeah, but well, in a way, yes. But I don't know because I grew up. I grew up playing the Rayman two on the Dreamcast. For me, that was Rayman. Yeah, um, that's a three. That's a 3D platform. Yeah, right? yeah. Yep. And then going back, I was like, oh, I love Rayman, and so I was like, oh, the PS one had that, and then I played on the Game Boy Advance. Um, so seeing raving rabbits i was like well <laughs> rayman's part of it but it's not he's not the main character yeah so i was a little disappointed but that game was hilarious so <laughs> <laughs> they did their job they're weird those rabbits uh, to uh kazumi totaka is one, the guy who the oh the composer composer for we music the cha- like the we menu uh-huh um we sports you yep. know of course yeah the we like I don't think I ever thought I would be nostalgic for the Wii, but like I don't even know that I'm nostalgic for the console. But the music, that I music. miss the menu it's music. So yep. good. It's just why don't we have the that Switch nice feels staccato. so boring. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's so. <laughs> this is the like fifth time that we've done that. <laughs> Can't help ourselves. It's good. It's Everybody's good. turned off the, the episode by now, but that's all right. We're having fun. Yeah. But yeah, 101 uh, million units worldwide. Yeah. Because it's just yep universal you know yeah it was huge i mean that was the third biggest selling until the the switch mm-hmm. took years over years and years and years yeah yeah it was quite the console so ronnie did it live up to the hype uh yes it did it did indeed yeah i think that it definitely even blew the hype out of the water as far as it goes i mm-hmm. i do think it ran its course you know not mm-hmm. every console really does that and i think the switch at about year three or four people were or not the switch the wii that people were like okay we're done yeah. i don't want to <laughs> waggle anymore mm-hmm. um yeah. no and that was definitely me like my actual wii library that i purchased as they came out was pretty small yeah um but I, they're still a good console i think the well the relation between number of consoles sold to how people feel about the console is a big disparity it's like rotten tomatoes versus the critic score mm. thing um everybody had one but then eventually nobody wanted to play it yeah, <laughs> True, uh, yeah. It, it is i still think that it's a great console um and i think that what i've come to learn recently once again i'll i'll shout out now rocket teller suit for his like he collects for the wii years collecting specific things and it's brought to my attention how many games on the wii i'd didn't know existed or mm-hmm. forgot existed or never played and i'm like there's actually quite a few titles on the wii that i want to go back to and actually pick up now while they're still cheap yeah because yeah. right now the wii is not an expensive system to collect for if you wanted to just buy like actually quality stuff uh smash uh brawl right mm-hmm. it was supposed to be a, a launch title as well but 
it was too goaded is what Sekirai said. So I decided to hold it back you know, <laughs> and release it later. <laughs> hey, this is the actual quote? No, no. <laughs> He's like, I'm too good. No, no, he didn't say that. Uh, I think it was like difficulty dealing with the development side on uh, trying to make it work for the Wii. So okay. Yeah. That's why they decided against it. But That makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, but great console. Definitely lived up to its hype. And, yeah, it's fun to go back to now. Definitely doesn't... You know, sometimes the Wii Remote's a little bit of a pain to play with now, though. It felt really mm-hmm. good at the time. It's mm-hmm. not as sensitive as I remember thinking it was back yeah. then. Yeah. But now we've had the Joy-Cons, which are more sensitive, like when mm-hmm. you play ARMS and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, anyway. All right, well, let's move back to the handheld re- realm. Uh, Rodney's got another one for us here. <laughs> it's me. Oh, man. I'm doing too much talking today. <laughs> uh, never enough talking with Rodney. <laughs> uh, yes, Vita. The PS PlayStation Vita itself. Vita means life, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and boy, Vita is life. Vita is life, and boy, is it. Uh, <laughs> I love this console. <laughs> but in researching it, I didn't realize just how much no one else did. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sad. <laughs> well, to be fair, you are you are at the table with two people who did love it and <laughs> hey, still do. Awesome. Well, I was not. Um, I didn't get it at launch. Oh, you got oh. it. I, I thought you did. You got it just not long after because I didn't feel it like you had one. It was about a year. One. It was about okay. a year oh, after. Wow. I, I bought think, it secondhand. I think this was the first console I bought on my own, like with my this own. This was money. your. Mm-hmm. This was your DS or your Game Boy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is my handheld. Uh, I had the SP, but my parents bought that for me. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah this is like. I slapped the cash and uh-huh. I was like, I want the Vita. I'm a man. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy tapped me, me up console. and he goes, Vita means life. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <bro>. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, PSP did great and everybody was hyped, but they expected it to be a success. Um, the only problem was, is this is 2012 and this is a five inch or whatever screen and it has a touch screen and there's wi-fi and 3g <laughs> and you can play games on it but it's like so do smartphones <laughs> yeah all of those yep. features yep so that's what people were using and you know the iphone and you could play all these simple games for free so it was like mm-hmm. it yeah. kind of just fell by the wayside the nobody wanted to put any games on it no third party developers wanted to put any games on it because they didn't want to bother trying to, you know, make a game work on the Vita. So yeah, and they didn't want to use the touchscreen. So it was like, but it had a, the opposite a touch of, back as well. It had a touchpad on the back. Just saying, <laughs> <laughs> phones don't have that. Phones don't have that. <laughs> two touchscreens, two cameras. <laughs> this was literally the future. You fools! <laughs> you fools! I was making so many little dumb videos with my brothers <laughs> using the camera. <laughs> um yeah i mean it was i mean i don't know i had fun with it but (laughs) yeah it was just competing against the now modern age i guess you could say like Mm -hmm. there was so many other other things that were providing what it was providing but for cheaper or better you know better quality so and that's i i think that the vita is a better gaming console than any phone ever has been like oh I mean, it's yeah. beautiful you know yeah. it yeah. looks better the button layout is better like i'm not gonna sit here and say that it had a better library than phone gaming i don't know i don't play enough to like really comment on that yeah but it did have a decent library like uh, when you really get into it i mean it had uncharted 
the mm-hmm. uh, Golden Abyss at mm-hmm. launch, Wipeout 2048, which I played all the time. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Rayman Origins, <laughs> <laughs> because they just had to get in there. <laughs> Rayman had to be on the launch. <laughs> got launched with this guy. But, uh, and of course, UMVC 3, uh, uh, Ultimate Marvel. Oh, Scott yeah. That, I forgot that was a launch game. Oh, man. Whew. I was playing that game every day. <laughs> yeah. um, it played well on the Vita, huh? Yeah, it was a pretty. I mean, that's a pretty strong fighting game console. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, VC three is like top tier. You know, that's what people play at Evo. But I mean, of course, on not on the PS Vita, you know? but like, how do you go to Evo with your Vita? <laughs> yeah. Ready to play, boys? I'm ready to play. Where you at? We out of here. <laughs> no. But uh, this was just like the portal. I could play it on the go. Yeah. Because yeah. So it was nice to have like that option, mm-hmm. you know, yep. instead of being stuck at home to play um, this fighting game. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there was a couple good games that were thrown out there, and I was like, okay, you know, uh, um, what was the other one? Assassin's Creed Liberation, mm-hmm. which is like a side story thing or whatever. I never played it, but it was just like they were trying at first, and then all those games had little touch features mm-hmm. to implement. But like, unlike Nintendo, they kind of just were like, yeah, forget it. Just. Yeah. Port your game and throw it on there. Please mm-hmm. <laughs> help us out. We need something. And then uh-huh. it didn't yeah. work. And then so then there was like only JRPGs and indie games from small developers porting their games to yeah. the Vita. And I was just hoping and waiting for Hyperlight Drifter on the Vita, but it never came. <laughs> <laughs> they were <laughs> they were saying, we're hard at work. And then uh, it just, it just it didn't work. Huh? Yeah. And then I just got a PC. And then oh. <laughs> played okay, there. the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, got the uh, guacamole on that, though. Guacamole oh, guacamole! Great. guacamole and it's so, so good. good. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It was just there were so many good, good games, but mm-hmm. it was just there was no support, and then there was other stuff that people were just using. So yeah. yep. Um, yeah, it just kind of. I mean, it only sold a million um, Vitas in in a month oh, in, in yeah. February, and that was their yeah. launch month. Yeah. <laughs> that that for for what it was, that's pretty pathetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you think there was a lot of hype for it though? There was hype for it because of the success of the PSP. Yeah. Yep. So like, and then you know, hey, dual sticks, you know, two touch uh-huh. screens, yeah, two cameras, yeah, <laughs> it had two of everything, but you know, yeah, just not the games, but <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I think the problem with hype necessarily is there's a, there are the you could have millions of people hyped for something, mm-hmm. but the the number of people that will actually buy into the hype on day one and mm-hmm. like invest yep. is much smaller. Most of those people want to see how it goes yep. further on and how the yeah. hype continues yes. you know uh-huh. like the Wii the hype continued and people kept oh, buying word, it the word of years. mouth was huge on that yeah. one yeah. The, the Vita like I wasn't I don't remember I wasn't like in it at that point but like I, it just died it just died like was, mm-hmm. all of a sudden people like it was coming out and then done yeah I yeah looking at the stats is soul crushing but it's like went from 500,000 sold in like the first week and then the next week it's like forty thousand, and then the next week it's like twenty thousand, like a seventy percent drop yeah. <laughs> that quickly yeah. in Japan and also in the West. It's it's honestly it's a shame so quick because in my opinion, in not saying anything about techs or any tech wise or anything like that, it's still a cooler console than the Switch. Like it's, yeah, I I think, I think cool. it's a great little handheld. It did a lot right. They really yep. understood their is their i. Their interface, whatever, mm-hmm. iOS, whatever, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they they really like built a great quality handheld, mm-hmm. but it's like 
I think Sony got into their own way a little bit too much by being so focused on the almighty dollar that instead of being like, because yeah. Nintendo ran into the same thing with the 3DS. You had a crappy launch, but instead of just being like, okay, well, I guess the 3DS is dead, <laughs> they dropped the price, they uh, promised more games, yeah. they were like, let's make this succeed, and the 3DS, long term, succeeded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Vita was just kind of like... Sony was just like I don't we I don't know PS4 yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing yeah exactly it went like I was looking it up and it's like the 3DS was out and everybody was using that so like I said like you know phones or the 3DS or whatever like they were just done with the Vita and then also the PS4 was coming out so it's like okay we're you know all production stopped (laughs) and we're like we're all just shifting focus to the PS4 like we're just gonna just let it die you know you know what sold better than the vita though (laughs) don't say it yeah (laughs) (laughs) no way dreamcast baby Look just what you've a done, stab, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little extra stab, and then just squeezing lemon juice on it. No, nah, I'm stabbing myself too because I, I love the, I love the Vita also, yeah. but it just it didn't have that longevity that it needed. No, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a shame because I think it could have if they just would have supported it and changed their tone a little bit, yep. they could have had a stellar lineup. Which yeah. once again, like you said, there is a really good lineup there, mm-hmm. but it's for me. You know, it's for people. Mm-hmm. It's for a very yeah. small crowd. Yep. There's a strong JRPG library. There's mm-hmm. a strong like visual novel like library there. Very popular in Japan. Yeah, it because was because of that. It mm-hmm. was huge in Japan, but they just yeah they yeah. could have gone a lot further with with first party stuff and maybe even pushing for third party support. Can you imagine if they would have got like a Grand Theft Auto on there? Like how yeah. many consoles they would have yeah. sold? Mm-hmm. But they, I mean. You have for something like that. You would have had to have kept positive and kept pushing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I really feel like they just were like, "Well, I, we don't know what to do." Yeah. The console didn't sell itself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have my games like on the, the PSP. I loved uh, Loco Roco and Patafon. Those kind of quirky, <laughs> Patafon, yeah. quirky <laughs> games <laughs> that were you know from Sony. You know, kind of kind of first party ish. Um, but the Vita just didn't have those quirky games. It's like we're gonna just uh, good get good looking games on there. You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna it's gonna be solid games. Um, <laughs> but that that's about it. Do you want to play Mod Nation Racers? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, <yeah. laughs> the I think the most innovative game was um, Tearaway. Did you play yeah, that? Tearaway oh yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I that really that used game. that back screen. Yeah. To, Did you play Gravity Rush? I, oh, I played Rush a little bit. Too. I played a demo yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't actually played through it. I need to, but I do feel like that is one. That's one of the the ones where they tried Mm -hmm. it was like the one of the best games on that yeah yeah on the vita that's what i've always heard i i have it digitally for some reason it looks great i'd probably play it if i had it physically but yeah i mean they got a sequel very pretty that comic book (laughs) art style Mm -hmm. really worked for it but yeah yeah so rodney dark day did the vita live up to the hype (laughs) unfortunately for the majority no Mm -hmm. but for for rodney absolutely <laughs> the hype because, of one <laughs> yeah i spent my own money on it so yep. i have to say that <laughs> yeah but unfortunately a vita meant death <laughs> no. no i i get it though i i feel like i wasn't like crazy hyped for it at launch but i bought one later on and like i love i love it i think it's mm-hmm. a super solid little console and mm-hmm. i just i'm always disappointed that i just can't find more to play on it so yeah because sometimes i don't want to <sighs> yeah. play an rpg and it's great like i said it's great for that but the it's hard to find other things sometimes mm-hmm. yeah yeah I look I look at the library and it's like uh, i want more mm-hmm. i wish they'd Just lack of support figure out an indie scene gotta get those little cartridges and start yeah homebrewing for it mm-hmm. yeah but all right on that note we're gonna go up to 
our last console that uh, we wanted to talk about the hype for, and that's one I feel like a lot of people would agree with. Maybe they weren't hyped before, but they, they got hyped pretty <laughs> quickly after, and that's the uh, Nintendo Switch. Um, Hey-oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hey-oh. I was trying to keep the energy up. <laughs> so I, I, let me, I'll up the energy. Man, the Wii U is almost done. It's been yeah. out for three oh, years. Man. It's the Wii U is terrible, terrible failure. What movie was that? <laughs> oh, yeah, 2017. We just uh-huh. got, I don't know, movie timelines that well. Give me a movie 2017. Timeline. Oh, uh, Marvel something. Timeline was like 2003. I know my guy from... <laughs> My uh, Neil McDonough films. <laughs> oh, those blue eyes. Paul Walker was in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um. Yeah. But 2017, March 3rd. Uh, it was for me nothing but hype. I don't yeah. like the Wii U was a mad failure. Like, mm-hmm. there's nobody on. Nobody will say the Wii U was a success. Mm. I loved the Wii U. <laughs> I was a huge proponent for the Wii U. Even in, during its failure, I was like, this. You know that meme. This is fine. <laughs> I'm like, it's great. Yep. I loved yeah. the console. I loved the Miiverse. I loved the interface. I loved the backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. I loved Super Mario 3D World. So like, I'm like, I I understand the system has failed. Nintendo has to do what's best and move on. Mm-hmm. The Switch is gonna be it. My hype, like. I mean, I don't even. I couldn't even like explain. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. nobody was hyped for the Switch. There was, there was. Oh, there was. There was dozens. But of it was games. definitely yeah. polar. Yeah. Polarization. There, mm-hmm. Most people were just like, the Wii U was it. Nintendo uh-huh. was done. Yeah. And I. So me and my friend Nick had a website for a little while. Me, you know, it was kind of me leading to the podcast, trying to figure out something to do. I remember I wrote an article after the Switch reveal. It was the Switch. <laughs> they did their first commercial in September. Um, where they showed that this is what mm-hmm. the Switch is. It's portable. You know, like mm-hmm. you can take the sides off and play it, put it on the table and play it. And like I remember that just being like, dang it, guys, this is it. <laughs> guys, exactly. We're, exactly. We're, it's it's time. Like we can we can do what we've always wanted. I can play whatever I want to play at home on the go. And uh, I, I wrote an article. Uh, for that for that website about how like all the things can you imagine what this is gonna do like I don't remember the article verbatim now but like I remember talking about like think of like Call of Duty for the Call of Duty heads like you can play Call of Duty at home on the go you can play it online wherever you yes. want you know like can you imagine if achievements come to the system <laughs> wah, wah, wah. how how exciting it'll be to earn achievements wherever you are like the Vita kind of was the stepping stone to that anyway that never happened but. I, my hype was through the roof and then in yeah. january they showed the um it was their conference for investors i think but mm. you know it was it was recorded it was live like you could watch the stream of it yeah i remember staying up watching it and uh just uh, i mean just the excitement for arms for uh i mean when suda <sighs> so cool. was his name suda 51 um <laughs> yeah. went from grasshopper studios when he came out to announce that you know no more heroes 3 was coming to the yes, console yeah um, when they announced shin Megami tensei 5 you know like the uh, splatoon was coming to the console like yeah. there it was a new splatoon we already knew splatoon was but that it was a new one like just like my hype was so high mm-hmm. like I, my, me and my friend Nick, we drove up to, I don't remember why I went to Bonnie Lake, probably because I had friends at that store still from working at GameStop, but we went to the Bonnie Lake GameStop, we camped out, we had our food and our drinks, we're like, let's treat this like an old school midnight launch, even <laughs> though it just was just a pre-order. We camped out, we were the first ones in line to pre-order. <laughs> to pre-order it. Yeah, like, my, like when I say my hype was through the roof, my yeah. hype was just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was so excited for it. And then... Sure enough, when it came out, like we were, we didn't get there as early. That you know, we didn't camp again. Like, yeah, but we were there hours early. We were the first ones in line again. Like, I wanted my my switch, and yep. 
man, I was just so excited. The launch lineup, just to go over that really quick, you know, obviously wasn't one of the bigger ones in history. Uh, Just Dance 2017, Skylander Imaginators, 1-2 Switch, Super Bomberman R, a few digital games like uh, Shovel Knight and Snipper Clips, but um, the console seller, the thing anybody yeah, that was small buying. Game. <laughs> the what? The small game. The small, <laughs> tiny game. The 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 that nobody's ever heard of before called Breath of the Wild <laughs> was easily the console seller. Even though it was mm-hmm. coming to Wii U, nobody had yeah. a Wii U, so there was either like we'll buy, we can go buy an old Wii U, or we can buy the new Switch mm-hmm. and play it on yep, there. Exactly. Yeah. And and I think that even though the conversation surrounding the Switch was pretty minimal before, mm-hmm. um, there, like Alex said, there was some hype, but it was in very selective groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that all it took was about two months of people mm-hmm. seeing what the Switch could do and actually its its portability, how easy it was to take the Joy-Cons off and play it on the go and Breath of the Wild. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, it changed. The, people's, the, the conversation changed. Yeah. I remember in that first few months being on Reddit. <clears throat> And reading like developers being like, "We'll never make a game." Like somebody at Take Two, Take Take Two, Two K. There we go. Uh-huh. Um, the Borderlands guys, you know, oh, somebody was like, Bor- "Borderlands will never be on the Switch." Like the Switch okay. is just a weak; it can't handle it. Well, mm-hmm. what's on the Switch? Borderlands. You know, like <laughs> money talks. Yeah, yeah, like all these people were like, "It's never going to happen." Mm-hmm. And sure enough, other than EA, everybody's backed off their words. EA was very yeah. much true to their word that they don't know what they want to do other than Madden <laughs> or FIFA. Like, yeah. they just don't do anything. But, mm. no. yeah, that, yeah, the hype was huge. Yep. The launch lineup, maybe not the best, but we got we got Breath of the Wild. And yeah. 200 hours later, that game <laughs> was a game that I played. And, uh, <laughs> you liked it. Uh, yeah. You liked it. I, 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 enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy Breath of the Wild. You're just being contrary. <laughs> <laughs> no, I enjoyed no. Breath of the Wild. I had a lot of fun, especially doing the shrines. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no. I think the, you'll look back 20 years from now and be like, yeah. It was a great game. Man, I'm nostalgic for that now. (laughs) Now everything is just uh, beep, boop, and you're done. (laughs) I'm living in the Matrix. (laughs) I remember, yeah, the same thing, like seeing them show off, you know, the Switch, and it's just like, they did it again. <laughs> you know? It just made me Lightning like... Lightning at a bottle yeah, twice. Fly, yeah, flashback to the Wii. I'm like, man, these guys are so good, you know? Uh, and then, yeah, same thing that they did for their other consoles. You know, once you switch, it shows off, like, all the different capabilities that, you know, the the Joy-Cons can do. So, mm-hmm. they were, you know, consistent with each each new launch. So, that, yeah. I mean, I that's what I appreciate, appreciate about them. Yeah. I remember talking to Joel Knutson about about it because he had the wii u he was like i'm gonna play Breath of the wild on that and he, and he did <laughs> but i think um yeah it, it wasn't i don't know how long it took for him to get in one he can he can talk more yeah on tell, tell us on the discord buddy <laughs> yeah no i mean i love I don't my think wii I, to, I don't think i had anything to do, anything to do with his <laughs> purchase just of claim it. a little bit right now how much percentage do you want <laughs> i'll take Three uh, percent. Okay, there you go, Joel. <laughs> Alex takes three percent of your uh, Switch ownership. <laughs> no, it it was. I, I mean, I I had a Wii U. I still have my Wii U, but and I could have played Breath of the Wild on that. But why wouldn't I play it on the new Switch that I was getting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. This I think the Switch has gone to prove that it's. Oh, so here's the question: Did it live up to the hype? Uh, I mean, it, it it annihilated whatever mm-hmm. hype that was there and, and <laughs> yeah. blown it out of the water. People are still yeah. buying Switches. It's at 132 million so- systems sold and will probably continue to rise. I don't know that it'll hit, you know, yeah. past the DS at the 152 yeah. million. Yeah. 
Um, but it's at a respectable number three, and most likely I'll be surprised if anything passes it. Yeah. At this point, like it, it did. They did what Nintendo does again. Though. Mm-hmm. They appealed mm-hmm. to the masses. Like mm-hmm. once again, like my sister, who's not really a gamer, has one. My mom, plenty mm-hmm. of grandparents, people have the Switch because it's just so accessible. Yeah. You know, it makes it easy. And and yeah, more than the Wii, which was you know that had the one system seller. This one has all the games you would need to play for a long long time yep like animal crossing yeah mm-hmm. yeah it definitely you know there are things that i wish and i hope that a sequel console has the next mm-hmm. console like literally just as simple as like less bland um uh interfaces like mm-hmm. i want a little bit more nintendo like i like the yeah. music from the wii and you know the the charm of the the wii u or the 3ds yep. like mm-hmm. uh, i'm it feel, feels like they were trying to mature it up a little bit. And frankly, I have mm-hmm. my PlayStation for that. People have their Xbox for that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or PC. Like, I want my Nintendo to you feel want a the whimsy. Little, little whimsical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I miss that now. At the time, I was like, oh, it's so clean. It's so nice. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Yeah. But, uh-huh. but um, now I just uh, look at it and I'm bored. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know it's a stupid little thing, but I... If there was anything I was to say as far as Nintendo's next console that I want it to just feel like is a little bit more Nintendo when I turn it on. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I don't know. That might be stupid. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. The Switch is a is probably the best console to end it on, though. Like, I don't think... Yeah. I don't know that any as far console as goes, yeah. could have blown its own hype out of the water more than the Switch did. Um, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I don't want to, you know console bash or whatever you call it but they innovated you know they, they created a portable that's also you know you can a console that you can use on your tv mm-hmm. and you look at other you know playstation okay now it's a three and now it's a four mm-hmm. graphics are better yeah that's cool yeah you know xbox okay well graphics look better you know uh-huh. but like you know with a switch they really tried yeah um, to make it different so. so that really makes you wonder will they yeah, I keep going with that. Well, they do the just a, a number. Here's the second one. Yeah. Or are they going to really try to reach out? I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would hope so. Everything I've heard so far is that it's just, it is going to be an up- upscaled version of the Switch. Yeah. The question is just how true is everything that we've heard? Yeah. <laughs> is everybody lying to us? <laughs> oh, is any of it true at all? I don't is know. Is the internet AI? lying to me? <laughs> the internet <No>. would never. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm excited for what the future holds. I'm always excited for what the future holds for gaming, but I'm really hoping that 2024 is the year we see Nintendo's new console. And mm-hmm. I just I just like to see him just take the, even if it's not a huge, huge jump in anything, like just the steps forward to be able to continue to be relevant as mm-hmm. a console. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all I hope for. Yeah. But A lot of signs are saying, pointing toward March possibly being a reveal. Yeah. exactly the seven year mark then yeah i think mm-hmm. so yeah i'm excited i'm looking forward to it I, I hope that it i hope it like i said i hope it comes out this year but i guess only time will tell huh Mm-hmm. guess so so all right guys any other thoughts before i move into the uh responses from the readers the followers they're not readers uh, maybe they read too though is there any other potential hype uh, that you might have of a new launch coming in the following years, like a new console. Sure, dude. Set <laughs> a new G- Dreamcast. A new Dreamcast. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Okay. If we're getting crazy, <laughs> if we're talking insane, then yeah, PS Vita two. I don't know. Yeah, man. that's dude, what I would. Let's go. <laughs> uh, 
I'd be totally happy well, with I mean, that. What would the, the PlayStation <laughs> PlayStation Portal? That was uh, like yeah, I guess so. a sad a sad launch kind yeah. of yeah. like it was it wasn't supposed to be a, a, a console. You no, know? PlayStation has completely after the Vita failed. They have yeah, like they're not they're like no, we're not going to do yeah. another handheld. Which yeah, is I would be surprised so if they sad. ever did it, but I would love them to. Yeah, yeah, but I mean I don't know. Like right now we have the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Yeah, and there's no like there. I mean, people bought it. People mm-hmm. bought them, but I don't know if the hype was there i mean i don't think so i mean i, I could be wrong there, but. there has there was a strange amount of hype for the ps5 like you know me i'm, I'm mm-hmm. a day one adopter there's like, definitely not a lot in stock but yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's, that's true. what i'm saying yeah, like, that's people true. really want the ps5 and for the first few years like i didn't i truly as somebody who does like to have the day one and that's just me mm-hmm. like i know why i want it but i didn't want it because i needed to play something day one yeah i just want it because i don't want to have to look for it later yeah mm-hmm. um I was confused as to where so many, um, mo- so many people were so hyped for it uh-huh. because there was no killer app. You mm-hmm. know, like Miles Morales was on PS4, and that would have been. I mean, Astro's Playroom is fantastic, and it's PS5 exclusive. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think anybody was buying it to play that. Yeah. you know, <laughs> I think it's just the track record. Like PlayStation was quality. Like, yeah, um, they knew that they were going to want games. Any new games that came out on it, they wanted to be there for it. Yeah, I think that's why they kind of also veered away from handhelds because they're like we're just going to focus on making super high quality um uh console exclusives yeah yep first uh, first what do you call it single player Mm -hmm. um, story based story based stuff yeah and it's kind of hard to like you know do a handheld and try and crunch it down to fit onto a a vita or something Mm -hmm. or rip away you know um characteristics you know from from the game to fit onto a, a vita so i understand why they did it it's just i know like, it still hurts just you know support it you know uh-huh. you don't have to do those games do some other original <laughs> stuff i don't know man <laughs> vita 2 <laughs> vita terra or a ps terra <laughs> let's do it terra is life terra <laughs> terra is earth terra is earth <laughs> earth is life <laughs> We're helping you, Chris. All right, guys, we're going to go <laughs> into the responses from the, from, the, from the listener. We're moving on from We're these stalling guys. for you. <laughs> what are we stalling for? <laughs> Nobody asked for this. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So on Instagram, I'm just done with these guys now. On Instagram, I asked what um, people's most uh, memorable or favorite console launch was. And I got a few responses. Um, Nicholas Frederick said the Switch with two eyes, the two eyes looking mischievously. I got, so he's like, the Switch, bang. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> True Rush said the N64 that jumped to 3D was amazing. No big, big presentations like they do today, but magazines hyped it well. Mm. I, I agree with that. That's where mm-hmm. I heard all about it. Um, typical Ethan's had got to be the Wii. First time standing to play a game was revolutionary. <laughs> Uh, well, I stand to play every game. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the revolution, wasn't it? It was before it became yeah. the Wii, yeah. Good uh, good memory. I wouldn't have put that together. Um, I think you meant revolutions as in swinging, oh, yes, that's swinging that's your arms. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, and, what a revolution. And Prince of the Revolution really backed it also. <laughs> <laughs> and Angel Man <laughs> said favorite. I told you it would be a problem. <laughs> we can't be here together. <laughs> Angel Man said the favorite was the DS Lite, and the most memorable was the Wii. 
and then nice um, with the the light being you know yeah because that was a that was a mid console and it was a refresh. huge upgrade better yeah. screens much uh, easier to put in your pocket yep i still had the game boy advance a lot uh dd desart said super nes and i had a couple direct messages Ooh, wow. um bird dog gaming said the wii wasn't my favorite console but it was certainly my most memorable I got it for my, <clears throat> excuse me, my 11th birthday from Circuit City when it was uh, still sold out everywhere. Twilight Princess was my first purchase after Wii Sports. Played so much first party and third party stuff on that thing. So many lifelong memories made in that era. Mm-hmm. Also, <laughs> I did respond to him like Circuit City, man. Now that's a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, that's that's the Wii though. Like it just, I think the Wii is gonna have so much nostalgia attached to it for mm-hmm. quite for quite some time. Um, Jay Choi said the N64 by far played it every day during lunch in middle school. We had an awesome teacher that had a room with N64s, Super Nintendos, and regular Nintendos. That's pretty cool. Then wow. I would come home and play more N64 with friends. <laughs> yeah, I want that teacher. Yeah. That's really cool. And then Nathan Elliott uh, said the Super Nintendo going to the mall in Federal Way and playing the demo one for hours. Yeah, lots of memories, man. Especially like demo kiosks used to be where it was. Mm-hmm. That was that's how you get that taste. Yeah, absolutely. For me, that was the Sega Saturn. Like I remember going and playing the Sega Saturn at the at the hmm. Target or whatever, and always wanting one myself. <laughs> Never having my neck to yeah. look oh, up yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Then on Instagram, I asked a little bit more thorough question because you get better. You can get longer responses easier. Instagram or dis- Discord, Discord. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you get longer responses than you can get on Instagram easier. So I said, what video game console launch was your favorite, most memorable? And feel free to let us know why. So Bear said, I should have shared the love and let you guys read some of these. You're on the Discord. That's okay. fine. What did Jar say? <laughs> Good old Jar. <laughs> My first memory is getting the GameCube. Well, he doesn't remember anything before that. <laughs> <laughs> um, which mine was the black one and had a blast playing Rogue Squadron. I mean, well, we didn't do do the GameCube, which I, I could have. I thought yeah. about it. Yeah. What a freaking launch title. Rogue Squadron. Yeah. So mm-hmm. good. I said, so much fun. I also remember the Wii days when I happened to be at a GameStop and they had a Wii shipment. So I picked it up with Twilight Princess. Loved that mm-hmm. game. I didn't have to wait months like others had to. And lastly, there is the Switch and right away played Breath of the Wild, which was an amazing experience. Those are the top three, and it's hard to pick just one, which I understand. Those are all very easy, mm-hmm. <laughs> easily yes, memorable consoles. Uh, ben Levitt, Livid said, I've never been there for a console launch. We would always get it around a year later, even the Switch. I didn't have much money, and my brother and I pitched in with my mom to get it in 2018. Haven't gotten a new console since, but that's why I'm going to get the next Nintendo console as soon as possible. We'll I, be there with you. Yeah. Yep. At the door. Um <laughs> Then with CG Jaden, have to put on my glasses because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> trying to read something. I saw the move. I thought about not saying it, but I was like, I'm going to say it before somebody else does. I was going to. <laughs> with CG Jaden said, it's the switch for me. Launch night, we waited in line for hours inside a Walmart. The dudes next to us left to buy Monopoly to play to kill the time. We actually completed a whole game, wow. though they were playing very fast with no trading. But the, this launch was especially exciting because we were potentially coming out of the dark era of Nintendo. A new system launching with a new Zelda game. Uh, Zelda also happened happening to be in the need of a shakeup, which is true. Breath of the Wild was a huge. By the time Twi- um, Skyward Sword came out, it mm-hmm. was getting stale because they weren't innovating, mm-hmm. and Breath of the Wild was hugely innovative. 
He said, the novelty of portable home console gaming lasted for a long time for me, and Zelda exceeded my high expectations. Finally, Nintendo was cool again. I understand what he says there, too. That I, I resonate with that comment. The novelty of portable home console gaming lasted for a long time. Yeah. Because for me, it was about 2019. Like, solid two, probably even to about 2020, where mm-hmm. I was really like, I would have bought everything for the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that's a... I think, you know, and we all still love our Switch, mm-hmm. but that's where I was finally like, okay, I don't need to get everything on the yeah. Switch. Yeah. Like, I'd rather probably play a lot of stuff on my PlayStation, but mm-hmm. I still love the Switch. Uh, now I rock a teller suit said never participated in a true launch, but when Super Smash Brothers for 64 came out, I called the local Toys R Us every 10 minutes for four hours asking if it was available. <laughs> they told me to stop calling. <laughs> Narrator. He did not stop calling. Perfect comment. <laughs> he did not stop calling. Is <laughs> uh, that Ron, uh, Ron Howard voice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know why I was thinking Paddington, like the movie Paddington. Oh. Ahead, narrator. Patrick Warburton? <laughs> he, was he? Did he? No, what? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Ryan said, I think the most memorable launch for me was the Xbox One. It was neat because I got to go into work with my dad and see the Xbox One developer kit before the console was released, wow. which felt pretty special. That would feel pretty special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My dad's company worked with Microsoft a lot. They even made the Avatar Builder app. So I remember <laughs> that being super cool to me. I still have the day one Xbox controller. Dude, that's cool. That's, wow. a, that's a really cool story. His dad actually worked at Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> you, have, you have factual stories. Yeah. <laughs> and just side note, like I was thinking recently, I kind of want to get like the day one Xbox One launch stuff because it's pretty cool that they had like a variant of launch items. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the Some of their, their Xbox Microsoft titles had day one variants. The console had a day one variant mm-hmm. and they had day one variant uh, controllers. Oh, then Alex responded to his comment. Your dad was the <laughs> uncle at Nintendo. <laughs> so you're a second late, Ronnie. <laughs> I, felt, I didn't even see that. Great I haven't minds. looked at Discord at all today. So <laughs> You're just you're so in tune with each other. Yeah. Don't hold it's hands scary. again, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then to, to finish it up, Qui-Gon Jimmy said, My memory's hazy, but if I have to pick a favorite launch, I'd probably go with the Game Boy Advance launch. I remember yes. my family having our annual graduation party where they celebrated slash spoiled my brother and I for not dropping out of another year of school. <laughs> we were sitting in my uncle's living room when my dad gave us each a box. Inside, a brand new GBA for each of us. I honestly can't uh, remember what color mine was, but I think it was either the Arctic tran- Blue Translucent or the Indigo. We also each got a game. I just remember how cool, colorful, and fun they seemed at the time and still are. It was the first time a console really felt like it was mine. It would only get better. Golden Sun was right around the corner. That's true. Mm-hmm. First time I heard of Golden Sun was because of James, because he got Nintendo Power, and I didn't. So that's. I remember that being little... super excited for it. No. That's not it. That didn't sound like that. And I didn't get Nintendo Power. No, that's, that's why. I remember that being why I heard of it, though. So, well, thank you all for your very well thought out responses. I appreciate all that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So, in conclusion, here's to hoping that 2024 brings the next Switch. We can talk about some more console launches in in preparation for it. You know, the day it comes out, we can talk about how hyped we are for it. (laughs) I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping. I just... I frankly, even more than the console itself, I live for this hype. I do mm. the the hype of <laughs> yep. being excited for it, like speculating all this. Yeah, and half of it may never even come to fruition. Like I don't care. Like it's living in the moment, talking to mm-hmm. people on Reddit and in groups and stuff, mm-hmm. just being excited for this thing. I love it. I live for it. So, and who knows with the digital age seeming to wanting to be forced upon us, how many more <laughs> of these we even have? So yeah. yeah. 
Um, but yeah. So any other thoughts before we conclude here, boys? No. No. Okay. No. None. All right. I'm, good. I'm a blank slate. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining. Uh, let's all pull out our Vitas later. Yes. And, uh, play some we'll Vita games. Play Picto Chat together. <laughs> yes, Picto Chat. Oh, man. We can we'll talk about X. some people. <laughs> oh, man. No, but thanks all for listening and for tuning in. Um, remember that to uh, to like and follow the podcast wherever you do listen to it, and that you can follow me on the socials wherever pretty much X Button Gaming. And remember to always press X to continue. Crazy!